Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to The Big Thing Dimension featuring Dan and Bob Video Games. You thought I'd let you do this at all? I was kind of hoping so, yeah. Chris Wolfhard. Play Call Dick. And Dr. Agro. Jim Ryan for Speaker of the House. A bold new horizon in American politics. Here on Gigaboots. Unfortunately, after many months of being Speaker for the House, I have to um, go back to England and nothing is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It was so kind of him to add that last part about nothing is wrong. I was worried something was wrong. Right? It's very <laughs> believable. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Big Thing Dimension number 242. The one where Bob and I are sick. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who missed why that might be. Uh, so last Friday, as a part of the Donathon, we did the Wii Sports Olympics with Handsome Joe and Eric. Now, mysteriously, by the end of Sunday, (laughs) me, Bob, and Eric get sick. The Wii Sports Olympics involves constantly changing who's holding a controller. Can you figure out how? (laughs) Here's a hint. Handsome Joe has children. That's constant danger. Must have been that emergency alert system test. It activated (laughs) your vaccine chip. (laughs) It just starts Why? playing the dramatic UU music <laughs> like I'm dying in the cave training. <laughs> Why are you and I fine, Agro? Oh, uh, I got like four vaccines, and when you have an even number, it all evens out, so I'm good. Jesus. Oh, that's true, and I'm constantly wearing a suit made of lead, so I couldn't get through that. Oh, that might explain some of your other things that are happening. <laughs> Yeah, Wii Sports Olympics was pretty cool. Hey, Mom. Hey. Talk about Wii Sports Olympics. Um, we played all of Wii Sports original and Wii Sports Resort uh, uh, games. Te- technically, there were, I think, two in Wii Sports uh, Resort we didn't play. I can't remember. Was it like an airplane one and yeah, that, one other? We I don't played know. Every, Anyways, we had a grand time. time. Right. We, we played basically everything. Um, I don't. We didn't really keep track of who was winning. So we don't have those. Uh, I don't know. We we counted up the receipts at the end, and it was definitely me, not Joe. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then who got sick, dumb asshole? <laughs> That's just more proof that Joe cheated. <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> he took the illness into his body in order to weaken me. <laughs> That's okay. At least I still won at the, the fucking ring. Fit squeeze the ring over and over. That's important. It's very important. Technically, I wanted that, but you uh, beat Joe. I won over Joe. That's the important thing, because he's he's the person who took illness into his body to bring it over, clearly. That's that's what happened, Bob. Yes, obviously. People, also called people. having children. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea why we're getting stream sounds, Bob. Weird. Yeah. One second. Okay. We're going to disappear you. Goodbye. Anyway. I think a lot of the Wii Sports games held up. Yeah, of course. Uh, Except for golf. (laughs) But golf is like the ultimate speedrun game. I've seen speedrunners of Wii Sports golf, and they're absolute genetic freaks. I'm sure. 
Um, yeah, no, we we sports golf is the worst golf game I've ever fucking played. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but the Wiimote, especially with no Wii Motion Plus, needs the sensor bar to have an idea where the fuck it is. So if your game involves pointing it straight down, uh huh, then it's guessing based on your wrist movement, and you have to stop moving it for it to be like, oh, okay, well now that you stopped, you've moved this much. It is terrible. It is not sensitive. It is a fucking nightmare of a game. All right, and tennis is also bad in the original. I'm okay with tennis. Because like, it's, it's, it's nowhere near golf. No, it's not near golf, but it's the same thing I had issues with it back when he played it back when it came out. Of Yeah, I missed the ball because the dude didn't walk towards it even at all. Uh, that's okay. Uh, they needed to innovate that idea, that amazing gameplay paradigm, so that way Final Fantasy 13 could come in years later and do the same fucking mistake. <laughs> fucking goddamn it. <laughs> At least tennis is tennis, not an RPG. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna divert away from that. But yeah, no, the, it holds up. And during the Wii Sports Olympics, I was like, "Hey, Bob, see how we're in the year 2023, able to play the Wii's best launch title, Wii Sports, and have a great time." And there's no way in hell we could possibly do that for the PS3 or 360 launch titles. No, Cameo got that buff from the Series X implementation of like the extra power. Yeah. And it made it playable, but yeah. it wasn't nearly a good time as Wii Sports was. Yeah, it runs at uh, 30 uh, frames per second. May, may, maybe 60. there's maybe there was um there was Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. That was pretty good. Actually, Project Date was the launch title for the PS3. PS3 for 360. 360 came out a year earlier though. Order up. American. Yes. Why is it making sounds? Is why is this? Order. Why is why is uh, it hell? Um, but yeah, I don't know why uh, American Wasteland. Like, I don't. Mm, it's fine. It's not like Underground Two or something. Yeah, yeah. I, when we went back and played that, I enjoyed that a lot more. I, I'm surprised it actually made it for launch on 360. But I Man, guess the PS3 was dire though. There was fucking nothing going on over there except Project Eight. Yeah, Project Date's it, and it runs like shit, and everyone with the 360 is like, oh, it runs perfect over here. And I'm like, oh, man. And then the decade passes, and then I finally look into it and go, wait a fucking second. No, it doesn't. You what fucking you liars. You mean you had more fun playing uh, Wii Sports than you did playing Untold Legends Dark Kingdom? Yes. And there's also Genji and Resistance 1. Incredible games. You apologize to Resistance 1 for saying it in the same breath as Genji. Yeah, at least it's really funny when you go back to Resistance Resistance 1, you're like, oh, this is awful. He said apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I am fully prepared for Resistance 1 to be terrible. I really need to replay it. Yeah, but there's a different scale of terrible. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's not Genji. Right. (laughs) Genji's really pretty. The crabs are robots and are sick. Yeah, but Genji gave us giant enemy crab. That's such an important thing of the cultural life. No, it's definitely didn't get forgotten about like instantly. And now nobody knows what the fuck that is. Well, I feel like for a solid eight years there, people were like, it's the funniest fucking joke. And I'm like, that's not even like you're all focusing on Sony 2006. You should be looking at Sony 2005. But the problem is no YouTubers made videos of that. Mm hmm. That's the one with the digital locker and your PS3's camera is going to be able to disassemble a car in Moscow or something. I don't 
fucking know what any of that was about. You know, at least Kenshi, I think, is six to eight hours, whereas Resistance 1 is something like 20. Yeah, it's like 15 to 20 or something <laughs> so it fucking might be insane. True Good horror. Lord. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a lot. Now, my brain may be making this up. Reminder, uh, listener, uh, in case you can't tell just by listening, I'm sick. So I'm going to, if this is wrong, I'm going to blame it on the illness. When you do co-op, do you not have Nathan Hale and black Nathan Hale? Is that not what Resistance 1 did? It was just random black guy, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it was black Nathan Hale. That would have been really funny. <laughs> They're like, Hugh Brightness. You, you, <laughs> you nailed it. When you, when you pick, uh, when you pick co-op it should like show him uh as sexually reproduce like split the <laughs> yes! part like an amoeba <laughs> yeah he just splits you just see them give each other the thumbs up and then run into battle so you should see since we have these these ssds games should have drop in co-op again and you like hit the co-op button and the character just immediately splits apart like that <laughs> even like mario games so mario just produces luigi off of his body god Either that or, like, say it's a Sonic game. Sonic, like, uh, like fucking, uh, what is it? The uh, Grand Namek just touches Tails' forehead and gives him the power of sentience. <laughs> you just see Tails' eyes light up, and then it's like, oh, that's player two now. God. He gave him a soul. Man. What's up? Akira Toriyama's undefeated in, oh shit, these characters need to get stronger and I want to go to lunch in 20 minutes. What do I write? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he really is. He's pretty good at that. Uh, but yeah, the Wii Sports Olympics is really fucking good. That was fun as hell. Yeah. I still feel like it was worth it, even though I've been sick all week because it hasn't been like a horrible illness. Like yeah, luckily it's just a minor cold sort of thing. It's not like... We're dying. Well, see, luckily, you know, it, J Joe, yes, he gave us the illness, but he also filtered it through his body, protecting <laughs> us like the commando and the, the image with the knives and fire and shit. And we're just lying there like innocent streamers hoping to not get sick. So he gave us the beaten up version. Oh, right? I see. Or the beaten down yeah, version. Yeah, he, he, he defeated it already. Uh-huh. Yeah, he weakened it before he passed it on like a fucking asshole. I mean, uh, <laughs> like a noble gamer. <laughs> but no, it was worth it. It was worth it. That was a really great stream. I've been wanting to do something like that for a while. Um, unfortunately, from there, there's only one donut-thon stream we got done after that <laughs> because of how we got sick. That was giving games a chance live for Foam Stars, Crash Team Rumble, and after we, you know, got done giving all these fucking chances for like three and a half hours or whatever, we beat Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z. Yep. Let's talk about the service games because they're gonna disappear. They are. That's, There's no t chance that they survive the whole entire. Game. There's never been a stronger week for these games are fucking dead than right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'll honestly be surprised if Foam Stars even shipped. Like I, I yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if it's like still six months out, I could easily see them going. This is done. Just, just shut it. Just shut mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It would um, not be surprising. Let's talk about Crash Team Rumble first. Sure. Uh, I expected to go into Crash Team Rumble and get one of those over-engineered games-as-a-service mobile-likes. Mm -hmm. Instead, relatively medicated, relatively simple, playable. Yeah. Weird. I, j I right. didn't expect a somewhat play... Like, they absolutely knocked it out of the park for the assignment of turn Crash into a fucking MOBA. They, they understood that fighting shouldn't be the main thing mm -hmm. like that's just there too but the whole thing is just you collect wumpa fruit 
and try and turn it in, you'd have to stop in the math to buff how much one fruit you get from a turn in. Now, before we continue talking about this, just to make it clear, I'm going to be positive about this game, but it is no Pokemon Unite. Now then, uh, the problem with the free trial, the free <laughs> weekend, is that we could only play as three characters. So the game did the most cruel thing in the world to me. It went, you unlocked Tana. You can't play as her. Give us money. Like, who do they think they're winning over by doing this? I don't, I don't, and, and then it's not even just characters, it's powers. Like, oh, one yeah. of the best moves there is is the thing where you can drop down a giant dude who can knock people off of a point. Mm -hmm. You can only get that in the pay-for version. It's like, is game feels like I can't play it right without this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's actually a much larger the, impediment than selecting characters. Yeah. The, the fact that it was they pay charged for it all was is so bizarre because they obviously understood people weren't going to pay for this. It was only 30. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. But it's like some imbecile deep in Activision is like, well, we can't make, we can't, nobody's actually going to play this. We need to trick the people. We need to ensure it can't be successful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that specific piece of equipment, that item you get to bring into a battle, some might even call it a sub weapon. Uh, is like one of five different things you get to select. And it's like, you can, you can select, or actually I think it might be six or eight. You get to select from two. Yeah. Yeah, you have very little variety in this free trial that's supposed to get you into the game and let you see how the game is. Mm -hmm. It's like, but I need to be able to try the game and you don't want me to. And it's I like, mean, guys, you charge for the game outside of this weekend. Right? Let me try the whole thing and get really into it and feel like I need to play more. Exactly. I mean, what are you going to lose by us having all this up, the features over this one weekend? If we like it, we'll buy it. Right. Yeah, it's really bizarre. They, uh, uh, um, I lost it. <laughs> they made the best thing they could given the assignment. They made it charge to play at all outside of these weekends, which they've done two this month. So things are going great. Oh, wow. Um, it is so doomed, though. There's no world in which this survives. I mean, even in the free-to-play weekend here, every game had at least one bot in it. Yeah, many had three <laughs> yes like and we even told our viewers like hey we're gonna be playing this jump on in and we saw them yeah we saw a good number of them so and, but it wasn't enough <laughs> yeah i was telling people the night before i was trying to like just test it out and play play the game and it would take forever setting up a match and then it would still be bots yep the funniest thing the easiest way to tell by the way it's crossplay. The easiest way to tell you were fighting a bot wasn't to look at its name, because maybe someone on the PlayStation Network's name is James. Right, maybe Todd, they got that. Or Brian. Uh, the easiest way is to tell whether or not they have the PlayStation icon next to their name, because no one on Xbox is playing. Literally no one. There's not one Xbox player. I didn't run into them in that session or the prior one. And we know it launched on Xbox? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm looking forward to the new home for Crash Bandicoot, a platform where literally no one can. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Hmm. Anything else to say about it? Yeah, other than just, it's such a bizarre idea. Like, I, it's hard to grasp why they made it, why, why they made this. 
other than Activision's insane. They need a service game. Yeah, Activision's that's insane. And they went, we want, sure, this collection of older crashes touched up made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then this new crash also made a lot of money. But we need infinite money. Mm -hmm. So you need to make the genre infinite money game. Because this time it will work. Except allegedly, this was some random fucking project that wasn't getting off the ground. And they went, put the crash shit on it after they had already gutted toys for Bob. Is that what's up? That's what I heard is that the, we have this shit that isn't taking off. We need to stick a brand on it. Oh shit, people are pissed. We killed Toys for Bob after specifically quoting uh Crash 4 as as saving our quarter. It came out. Yeah. You know, they deserve all the shit in the world for that. Yeah. So so the thing we keep talking about how it doesn't actually matter to giant companies how much money you make. If this, if the executives decide they, that you didn't make it in the way they want, you will still be killed. I'm, the, I'm not sure how much more I need to talk about Crash. Are you, Bob? No, there's really not much else to say. Imagine jumping and spinning to break boxes and get fruit, and then you turn in that fruit. Okay. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like I, I. You this was it. neat to play for this weekend, but I don't think I'd ever want to boot it again. I mean, I might boot it ever again if it wasn't 30 fucking dollars. Yeah. And I could play as Tana. <laughs> because playing as only three characters really sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that has some of the worst cosmetics I've seen implemented. Yeah. Uh, you get like a hat for Coco. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit her head right. It just sits on top of it. <sighs> this is what I get for not trying the hat on Coco. I saw you saying that, and Eric's also talking about it. I'm like, I, I, I didn't look. Really, for me, I think purple crash mm-hmm. is like miserable as a skin. I'm like, what? Is, what is? He's purple now. What's the? What? Yes. <laughs> All right. Sure. Anyway, that's enough about that. Foam stars. Hey, now, we played foam stars. Yeah, yeah, we did. Did anyone else? Now, during this stream, Tosh, my girlfriend, who is very into Splatoon, is busy, like, crafting things in clay while watching the stream. So if you can imagine, it's just the Breaking Bad meme where she's in the van screaming. (laughs) She can't tell us because her hands are, like, fucked up. She can't tell us all this shit that's driving her insane about this game. Uh-huh. As she's watching. Yeah, for people who don't know, Foam Star is blatant ripoff of Splatoon. It's Splatoon, but with ideas that make it actively worse. Yes. Let's get into it. Third-person shooter. Every weapon in the game has drop on it because they're all bubbles. Mm-hmm. Fucking bubbles. If you hit the ground and your bubbles are already there, you build up foam which causes elevation. Now, Bob, say the line. It's like Fracture on PS3. And you're just going to have to trust him because none of you fucking played that. (laughs) I bought it and didn't even play it. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, I bought it for $8 on the Target clearance section like two years after it came out. Right, of course. So 
in their head, the way this works out is the player's going to use the elevation building mechanic by intentionally shooting the ground in the same spot to build a wall or a staircase to get to higher things. And then they made jet streams that bounce you up to every higher thing in the environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's never how it works. What it, what it actually is, is you're shooting an enemy and they get slightly further away. And since there's drop in this game, your first bubble hits the ground barely. But then that builds it up. So now the next bubble's hitting the ground again. And then that builds it up. And now you've built a wall between you and your opponent who's almost dead. That's how it actually works out. Uh-huh. You move slower in the enemy's uh, foam. You move uh, moderate speed in yours, and you can use your cool surfboard. Yes. Because you can't dive into the foam. That would be obvious copyright infringement. <laughs> um, it's also worth noting in Splatoon, mm-hmm. you can, when you shoot your ink, it instantly covers the other ink. Mm-hmm. Because they have this building mechanic, you need to unbuild yeah. their foam uh-huh. before you can make a pass. Yeah. So it's just worse. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, the one mechanic I like in the game that's different from Splatoon, aside from good netcode, <laughs> uh, is they have a surfboard cash-in where in order to get enemies, you encase the, you, you drain their health bar by hitting them with the bubbles. Then they can enca- get encased in a bubble, and if their ally hits them with the surfboard, they bring them back from the dead. If you hit them with the surfboard, it caches in the kill. Mm-hmm. If it times out, then they die anyways, but it takes a significant amount of time for that. I thought that was neat. That adds a dynamic to the way the game's played that is at all different from Splatoon. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of neat. Um, that's it. That's the, everything else is just a frustrating... We invented a third wheel! <laughs> yeah, the game modes are awful, too. Like, to brutally summarize, they have deathmatch, but <laughs> right after seven kills, they turn one of the players on the field into the important player, and you now have to kill them in order to actually win. Well, yeah, they turn them into the foam star. I think they actually missed that, and they just called them the star player. Like, they had the opportunity to call them the foam star, huh. but the actual pop-up says star player. Yeah, I think you're right. Good job, Chris. You thought it through more than that. I'm sure they just thought it would be tacky to specifically call them the foam star, even though that's obviously what they wanted to do. I I don't know. Because I I guess the the thing is you play as a foam star. Like, the entire cast is foam stars. Oh, okay. So a star player is different from a foam star. That's right. Isn't it it framed like a fucking game show? So I guess that would make sense. Yeah, you're playing in bathing Vegas. Bath Vegas, Bob. It's because it's like Las Vegas, the uh-huh. Bath Vegas, bathing Vegas. Sure, man. Fucking, that's that's on a different streaming platform. <laughs> It'd sure be cool, like if games could have stories again, and we couldn't. They weren't like had like the dimensional barrier between multiplayer and single player games that we have now. Yeah, I. uh you know, during 7th Gen, it was fucking frustrating watching all these games get strapped with a multiplayer that just took development time and wasn't good. And then that ended and everyone went, well, we're never going to make a multiplayer game again unless it could be the infinite money game. And that was just heartbreaking to me. Yeah. And then we had stuff like Halo 343 where they decided they wanted the the, the multiplayer to be canon. And it's like, no, it doesn't oh, need to be that yeah. at all. Please don't do that. Yeah, you made the stupidest lore imaginable. Oh yeah, no, I, 
absolutely hated that they're like going to this to get the lore and i'm like no that's simply not happening it's it'll never not be bizarre that we got that era of class-based shooters and nobody went well, well people like these characters obviously we should have a story mode where you see about these characters and then blizzard said we're gonna do that and then trip down a flight of stairs while wacky Hanna-Barbera sounds play. Yeah, it's it's kind of insane. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I, I honestly think the best way forward for them back then, and, you know, after about a year and a half, I realized this with Overwatch 1, mm-hmm. was to literally make it a separate game. Yeah. Go make a separate game for Reinhardt or Genji or a group of characters so that way you ship it. Because it was it's- clear after a year and a half, never going to happen. Yeah, that that's what um, Riot Games is doing now with all those yes, spinoffs. I was about Riot? to say it's bizarre that Blizzard is now more dysfunctional than Riot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's disgusting, and, and it's so sad. It's like Overwatch characters are clearly better designed than a lot of those League of Legend characters who are just like made off of Warcraft skins. But Bob Tarek. <laughs> That's not true, Bob. You have characters like Yasuo, who is, what if Wolverine was a samurai? That's true. They did that, though. Wolverine was a samurai. (laughs) What if he was more of a samurai? God, and even he's just based off of that Warcraft 3 character, the orc with the sword. The Blade Master. Yeah, Yeah, the Blade Master. Orc with sword. Yeah, his favorite character, Orc with sword. Hey, not a lot of orcs use sword. They mostly use axe. See? Right? It's very different. <laughs> I don't... I, look, I don't know how to segue into saying this. I'm just going to say the next sound clip of typical goblins is in the back <laughs> of my fucking head. God, we need to get that sound so bad. <laughs> you know, chat's just going to say it when a woman's on the screen, right? Yes. They, they have two options. In chat brain they're gonna see a woman on screen it's either their mom or a typical goblin they're gonna hit one of these two buttons every fucking time uh yeah i uh we're about to see life service games implode really bad and so it feels even more nightmarish to be like please just ship a game and maybe have a multiplayer mode or just ship a cheap multiplayer game right i Oh, right. The, they did have a second game mode in Foam Stars. <laughs> Just to be clear, if you spent one minute trying to remember the name of that game, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I was just going to be like, no, this is an important test. <laughs> every, every company should have to deal with this test with the name of their game. Uh-huh. Because I played Silent Hope, which I will be talking about later, but every time I go to say the name, I'm like, Lost Hope. No. Wait. Fuck. So, Bob, would you like to describe the other mode? The other mode is insane. It's a 2v2 match. Mm-hmm. This elimination style, like Counter-Strike or something. But then the other two players who, because there's still four-player teams, uh, the other two players stand outside of the ring shooting in to form foam and make pathways. Yeah, because their normal shot types only affect the terrain. And then their abilities are changed to actually do things to enemy players, but they have cooldown, of course, so you can't really keep doing that. Right. And it seems kind of like the idea of, like, dodgeball, the odd man out to sit back and help. Mm -hmm. But it just comes off as weird and bad. (laughs) I think 
I may have ended up liking that mode more than the other one. Um, because the thing we need to absolutely clarify for anyone who didn't watch the stream, who's still not there yet, there's only one way to match make in foam stars. That's having two teams of four people. Mm -hmm. So the two V two mode means half the people are stuck on the outside and half the people are stuck on the inside until the round ends. And then it's first to two wins. It, that doesn't feel good. No. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. The, yeah. There was a little bit of sanity that came from that compared to the other mode. The other mode, good lord. Yeah, it is just a mess. Yeah. And their maps are, the, some of the maps are way too small. Like, you just can't really do anything other than be shot. <laughs> yeah. This isn't like Splatoon where it's an absolutely massive environment. It feels like even the largest one here is maybe a third the size. Yeah, and even that's like an open field almost. Mm-hmm. Which you don't have like super long range weapons, so you can't be sniped or anything. Right, but it doesn't feel like interesting either. Every shot type has to drop mm -hmm. because they're bubbles. Um, yeah, uh, the designs for the game are neat. They like they. I think they surpass the uh, what I'm going to call the destruction all stars hump. They get a little bit past that. You, you you either end up on this end of destruction all stars designs or this end, and I think. Because of the average Destruction All-Stars design, you know, not the highlights, but the average ones, that, that puts it lower than Foam Stars. That's my opinion, is, though. Foam Stars is so far above Destruction All-Stars. The only character in Destruction All-Stars I'll remember is Angelo, because we made up a joke about him being a racist. That's <laughs> the only... What about the Daft Punk Helmet Kitty? I kind of remember her because her ass is gigantic, but that's it. <laughs> It's great design. <laughs> no notes. There are definitely winners and losers in Foam Star, but I think they're like, if they had given them like one more design pass, I think they'd be pretty solid. But they have this; they they're all slightly underbaked. Yeah, there's just something a little dry about these nuggets. Yeah, you know? yeah, they do all feel like they're missing something. They just need a little bit more sauce. And one of them is just Tracer. <laughs> I was like, you're just Tracer. Your tracer mixed with Sarabella. That seems weird. And then it's like, they're from England. And I'm like, you you can't, you couldn't even, <laughs> yeah, from Philadelphia, because we couldn't do England, because that would be obvious. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, anyway, Foam Stars will be dead. That stream will be the only evidence of it. I will be shocked if they launch the game. Right. I, I don't, we haven't seen Square cancel one of these yet but they don't really do these often so but but nobody canceled these until the past month when they were all like they're dead get rid of it i don't know i feel like we, we there was a lot of turn on these years ago too but they'd launch first they wouldn't cancel before right. they came out like they right. just did right but uh, not everything can be hyenas right yeah like even sega like even sega did it and this one doesn't seem like it probably seems like it probably wasn't that expensive so i i think the well, just just kill it will be a lot more likely. I don't know. I feel like the assets here are mastered at a pretty high fidelity, like the animations, the environments, the characters. Mm -hmm. um, I think they spent a decent amount of money on this. I think this is, I think I it, think this is being developed internally even. So, yeah, if I, people were saying it's creative business unit two and uh, toy logic. So toy logic is the external support on that game. 
But yeah, I don't know. Square honestly just puts up their their service games and then they cancel them by the end of the year. Usually. That's what happens with all those uh those spin-off mobile things like Final Fantasy Seven um shooter. First soldier. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy yeah. Seven gun. <laughs> Uh, they'll probably ship it because they because they've had like almost as many successes as they've had failures like that stupid fucking we are under attack my lord final fantasy 15 <laughs> one is still one of the top grossing mobile games every month yeah 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 so they might just bank on maybe this will work and then they'll see it slam into the wall and it'll be dead in a year right and that's the thing based on square's history i would say it's staying up and based on the the current climate Mm -hmm. of all these service games disappearing and getting canceled before we even get to see them and all these other things part of me thinks maybe it doesn't ship yeah no it's very possible we live Um, in that world have they I, I I haven't seen anything for like a survey yet for it, so I wonder if they're even going to do that. If they're like, no, this is just a network test. It's going to be out in like January. <laughs> we'll know. We'll know if they put out a promotional <laughs> image that says we learned a lot right about the closed beta. That's how you know they're going to cancel it. Um. I want to say this now, even though uh, might be able to fit in later, but uh, I want to make sure I get this on there. Sony paid way too much money to hire Bungie to tell them, yeah, um, these life service games aren't good enough. And then the apocalypse for life service games happened. What the fuck? I don't know. I, I wonder, I, I really do wonder if we're going to find out like six months from now. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Everybody was going off Fortnite's financials, and Tim Sweeney has been lying about those for three years. Well, see, here's the thing. Sony doesn't have to listen to Tim Sweeney because they get a cut. Like, it's done. lying about PC and Xbox and all these other platforms. I mean, sure, but uh, PlayStation's one of the largest platforms outside mobile before they self-immolated. Because, you know, you you can't get Fortnite on the iOS store. Or even oh, the yeah. Google Play Store. I'm pretty sure it got delisted from there. You have to go and install it. That's so crazy. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, um, yeah, no, PlayStation makes a ton of money through uh, through Fortnite specifically, which is what drove them insane and made Jim Ryan go, we'll make 10. Because <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. I had to listen to another week of people being like, I don't understand why do the gamers hate Jim Ryan? Is it because he just doesn't like old games? And I'm like, no, it's about the thing you then complained about 20 minutes after you said that, where they're making too many live service games. And also it's the thing about him not liking old games. Right. It can be both. Right. It's all these things. This man has made a a large amount of mistakes. For example, the PlayStation Portal. (sighs) No, it's... That's I, based, actually. It's like a team deck. <laughs> I honestly think we're going to see some really nasty fallout from that thing when people actually get it. Because I'm convinced most people ordering it don't know that it's worthless. Right? Like, I don't want to believe that, but I also have well, pattern recognition. I mean, honestly, right, when I've you have people in a store, when you have when you have Wario 64 as a joke, repeatedly calling it a PSP, I'm like, dude, there are going to be people who buy it from your tweets thinking that's serious. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, I can't blame them. Why would it? 
why would I blame the customer who bought a portable with PlayStation buttons on it for thinking it plays games? You can't. That's absurd. Anyways, fuck foam stars. Yeah. Hey guys, we're about to talk about Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z content warning. Yeah. I'm playing the Dragon Quest. <clears throat> For Nobody people. cares. It barely has a story. No, we got to talk about the thing we had to be sucker punched by because this is what people deserve. <laughs> So, for people who don't know, Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z is a cheap action game made by uh, Spark Unlimited, Keiji Unifune's favorite developer, who, um... I guess they ship games! <laughs> <laughs> the only pro bono game dev studio the world has ever known. Um, the game's terrible. Rancid. You can play as Beck. Ryu Hayabusa is clearly shoved into the story to make it about Ninja Gaiden at all because none of the rest of it is Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, it's just fighting zombies in random waves and solving awful puzzles with zombies. However, the part we were sucker punched by, and I already said content warning, you got your warning, there's the second one. Uh, it's like two-thirds through the game, three-fourths through the game, you just come into an operating room and you see a hologram of the lady who's been on the phone with you the whole time fucking you while you're unconscious. And I was like... Oh, she's like, I had to check all the equipment. And I'm like, oh, this. Um, are are you still back during that cutscene? No, well, yes, but the guy on the table isn't, and that would have Damn been it. fucking fantastic, right? But so, anyways, uh, the guy from Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z has a giant penis. Yeah. What? <laughs> what the fuck is up with these fucking we're gonna reboot soft reboot whatever this Japanese action franchise it's important we make it clear the protagonist has a huge dong like how <laughs> this and this was it I'm it's so insane to me that these people weren't like pilloried by everyone because this was still the era of we need to fix the dude broness of games and both of these titles, I feel like, either got totally ignored or were vaguely praised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's so fucking... Well, well, fucking Yaiba wasn't. Yaiba fucking tanked into the core of the earth. Everybody fucking hated that game. Yeah. And... But if it had been, like, one point more competent, it would have gotten the DMC, the DMC defenses. Oh, yeah, for sure. They'd be like, this is the first good one. And that's it. That's, that's what we played... Uh, and then we were so sick we couldn't stream anymore. Yep. It was great. I mean, we could have, but it would have been a two-hour stream and it would have sounded so much worse than this. Mm -hmm. There would have been more coughing and other stuff. Uh, I'll throw this out here right now. Uh, the, 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 the cold's not bad. Like, I'm not sitting here in pain. Like, you know when you get sick and your body fucking aches? Mm -hmm. Like, luckily I'm avoiding that. So it's really not that bad. So, guys, don't don't worry about how we're I'm doing. Bob, are you I I'm assume. doing okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. it's not that bad. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, getting to do this for a living, I'm incredibly blessed that I don't have a surface industry job and thus get sick <laughs> all the fucking time. Yeah. It's also way worse than this. Oh, that's true. We did play Gollum. I can't even remember basically anything that happened during that. I can't place Gollum. Like when that was. It was before Wii Sports. Oh, right, because we needed to stall you know, for Handsome show. Joe to show up. 
that explains when I started my timeline at the Wii Sports Olympics why Gollum was oversighted. Um, okay. Gollum is incredibly uninteresting. It doesn't even deserve the segment we're going to give it here of one minute. And we had to stick with it for a few hours. Gollum is the definition of, hey, we have IP. Make your weird, cynical idea of a weird budget triple A game featuring character with narrative conceits for shitty levels. So Gollum goes to prison. And the prison makes him do video game shit in the way that like PS1 platformers did. <laughs> oh, Gollum, you need to round up these monsters and get them to run into the cage and then throw the switch to trap them in there. And I'm like, am I playing Spyro? Yeah. What? What's happening? This was day one. Mm-hmm. Gollum gets in there. They immediately throw him into a PS1 platformer. No, but it's okay, because this is the first time you've seen the amazing graphics of the PS5, so it's distracting you. <laughs> no. <laughs> this thing looked worse in a lot of ways than a PS4 game. It really did just, in many ways, make me think of 7th Gen. Uh-huh. Um, day two in the prison. Gollum, everything's so sad. People are dying down here all the time. Go find all eight dead bodies. And I'm like, what is going on? So you had to go look at the eight dead bodies. <laughs> they should have had like, they should have gotten a, done a collaboration with WB and had like Shadow of Mordorman, like Super Saiyan carving through orcs in the background <laughs> during some scenes. That would have been like sick. You just, like you just see him doing the fucking ring powered big bang attack on a bunch of orcs. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Gollum's just like, oh, shit, he has a dead body. Oh. And then legally distinct um, Gandalf is the framing device for the entire game because he's just like, where were you, Spiegel? And then he's like, oh, that tells you the whole, whole game. And I'm like, please. No. Yeah, it's it's rough. Please. It's not even it, like a fun kind of terrible game. At no, all. Like, because my not description even... sounds way more fun than it is. Yeah, it's just the most bland, do these objectives sort of game you could imagine. And it's all gray. Yeah, imagine you had a pitcher of water and then you poured Thickify in it, right? So now you've got water gelatin slash gravy. Drink it. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know why we were uh, blessed to get out of that part of the stream by jumping into crypt of the serpent king 4k remastered a vastly better video game yeah oh sorry not thick fight thick it that's that's a really funny that's the product name by yes that's the medical if a person has trouble swallowing liquids you pour this and ask me how i know anyways foxandra's donathon was great <laughs> yeah Gollum is a waste of breath yeah i have nothing else to say bob no. Cool. Don't even buy Age of the Lark. There's nothing funny here. There's nothing worth seeing. It's just a bad video game. It is. It is just a bad video game. It's not interesting bad. It's just bad. It's interesting they probably made it worse by making it less Bucky. Yeah. Assuming that that did occur to the reported extent. That is true. 
Uh, Bob, do you want to talk about what you played next? Yeah, sure. I played a few things since we had some time off as we were sick. Um, lucky us. Yeah, so lucky. Uh, totally glad that we did that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's good that we took time to take care of ourselves, give ourselves some time to relax. Um, so I tried to Asher the Striker. There's a demo for this on Steam. Uh, this is straight up Space Harrier. I covered it a while ago uh, in news saying it was coming this year and it got pushed to next year but they put out a demo along with that um you can go try this it is just space harrier but you play as a an anime girl with like a plug suit on the music's really good they've also added some cool mechanics like um you you have a super punch so when the bosses, which, you know, it's just bosses from Space Harrier. So there's like a dragon flying all over the screen. Yeah. But if they close to you, you can hit with this punch. And it does like half their health bar. That's pretty cool. It's really cool and really satisfying to pull that off. And you also have a slow-mo button. So you can like hit it and that, the whole screen goes electrified mm -hmm. and slows down. So you can die dodge things more easily. Yeah, because like Space Harrier is an insanely fast game. Yes, it's and they did not slow it down at all. Um the slow-mo is that like a meter you burn and yeah the moment yeah, you let go it okay. yeah yeah you burn it as you hold the button and they could recharge it just slowly truth level oh okay so it's not a pickup that recharges no. it it's just time mm -hmm. okay got it so that was a lot of fun i definitely just trying it the demo was actually pretty long it was like i say pretty long but pretty long for space hair it's like 15 minutes right you get to see how this, the game's going to be set up so it's got roots the demo only lets you go on the left route but you can see the, the re full game it like branches out a lot like it branches out oh. twice at the beginning then another two times there so it quickly it's expands. just like outrun <laughs> plays sound of car crash <laughs> so yeah that's really good i definitely just people try it um it's really unfortunate that this isn't coming out this year um because then we could have had the space harrier of the year category is there an that near twister oh Air yeah Air Twister is getting phones getting, and mobile right i forgot that was actually going to hit this year because i actually read an interview with Yu suzuki about today oh yeah 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 no that's supposed to be coming uh what is it the end of this month november something something like that that, that game's really great if you want to listen to legally distinct queen yeah, not you, too distinct not too let's, distinct. let's be real they, they could get suited to a greater but yeah, he actually in that interview talked about the the composer, which is apparently he's just a fan of whatever band that is. It's like oh. that so that band's whole thing is just stealing Queen songs. Cool. <laughs> Neat. That's a hobby. They're a band camp band. That they get away with it because the, the government's eyes don't find them there. That'd be really funny. Um I also tried out Phantom Fury, which they put a demo up. This is a sequel to Ion Fury. Um, the Duke Nukem like the published by Three Realms. And yeah, it was it was fucking Gearbox won't let us make a Duke Nukem game. We'll use our bombshell character and make a Duke Nukem game. Mm hmm. I did not play the original one, so I don't know much about how that is. But this one's weird. It's also made by a completely new developer, like completely different. They're not a brand new dev or anything, but it's a different group of people. Yeah, it's Slipgate Ironworks, weirdly enough. Um, and while playing it, I was remained way more of Half-Life 2 than a boomer shooter. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's weird physics stuff going on all the time. The, the enemies take a lot of bolts to kill and are kind of spongy. And just something about the way you move and select weapons feels like Half-Life 2. It even has a physics puzzle that's really bad. Um, 
one of the first things you do and it is you get this giant crane and you pick up boxes and move them and tr- make a uh, staircase with them mm-hmm. and it does not feel good it, the the crane like hooks go directly into the box and just clip into it and pull it up and it's it's a whole mess and then after you after i beat it the checkpoint is really bad and it does not have save states so i died instantly and had to redo a large chunk of the level in that puzzle because they didn't checkpoint even when the puzzle started or after the puzzle was finished. Uh, that wasn't great. It also, the UI reminded me of Deus Ex Invisible War. Is that the Xbox original one? Yes. Oh, okay. So everything, when you like mouse cursor over something you can select, it's get this little box frame and just the same way as that did. And it has lots of weird interactable stuff like that of like, I can flush the toilet. I can, uh, use the vending machine and hit all the different buttons on the vending machine to drop out cokes okay which is that kind of stuff is neat um but yeah the shotgun sucks ah well so it's like not doing too good as far as shooters go in my brain Mm. i really still want to try the original because i assume that's way more like a boomer shooter and probably way more fun yeah um i i was like what do you mean they didn't i had to look into it like yeah they also released an expansion for Ion Fury like two days ago. Okay, I think I, I read about that too. And I was very confused because, you know, that's weird, right? You announced the yes. brand new one with the demo for it and you released an expansion for the old one. So here's the weirdest thing about the studio. I was curious why I might know of them. Mm-hmm. I look it up in the first game that they made and this is they made it. It's not a port. Is that absolutely ancient 2013 Rise of the Triad thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same studio. Weirdly enough, yeah, most but, of their um, recent stuff is them porting or co-developing. This is like the only game they've just wholly developed for a while. What a weird Ion Fur- thing. Ion Fury is much, much closer to like Duke Nukem 3D. Right. Or things like that. It, like I, it, Hearing that Phantom Fury is more like Half-Life 2 is very strange. Yeah, and then she still does the like uh, Duke Nukem style bad chick quotes. And it's like, then this guy's going to shoot me to death with his flamethrower because I can't kill him fast enough. <laughs> oh, you also get a super arm that punches stuff and it doesn't kill anything. Like that dude's armor who has like a flamethrower just can kill, kill me through it. It's like, I'm sorry, you need to. You did give me some justification to use this. I have to charge it up. It takes forever and it puts me right in their range. So they did. They did go 3D for this, so maybe that maybe like moving it forward in the shooter timeline is intentional, but it's weird to keep all the aesthetics and everything like that if you yeah. can do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's truly bizarre to like make this game in Unreal Engine 4 when like one of the hallmarks of Iron Fury is that it's made in build. Right. Oh, did they switch I mean, Unreal 4? Yeah. yeah. You, you can't make a 3D game in build. It's not a real 3D engine. Right, of course. <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense to switch off build. It's you know insane what? they used build. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say people who say build is a 3D engine have more legitimacy than uh NVIDIA saying that uh frame gener DLSS3 generated frames are real frames. <laughs> I'll hear them out first. Fucking Christ. Yeah, you but, can hard you can hardly tell uh that the build engine isn't real 3D until you go into a room that's multiple layers and the enemies and layers above you cannot perceive you exist even if you're shooting them. <laughs> um but yeah i i think this game could have been really cool because i actually did like half-life 2 back in the day but every gun just feels weak and it just it didn't work 
Um, as far as other stuff I played, uh-huh. I finally finished Sea of Stars. True ending now. Cool. Um, yeah, the the final dungeon what and does, boss of that what game. What does is... getting the true ending entail? One moment while I hit this button. You basically do a bunch of side quests. Okay, like, that's all. Okay, sure. Yeah, you have to collect all the the rainbow conks and then do all the side quests. Oh. <laughs> Collecting a bunch of shit that are in random chests is not. Well, it's like the sword good. in uh, Chrono Trigger. You have to get the rainbow shells. Yeah, it's the same yeah. exact idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. 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 But aren't those just for a really good sword? I don't yes. think they impact the ending. <laughs> right, but they, they made the part of the ending. What if they did now? Huh? Rainbow Kongs? What is this? Donkey Kong 64? C-O-N-C-H. I would like to know. Conch. Somebody, somebody fucking, somebody timestamped the part of the, because I just got the VOD up in the last week, week and a half. Somebody timestamped the part of the Super Mario 64 DS playthrough where I go, no, they did my childhood favorite game and turned it into DK64. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I still think the ending, the end of that game in the, Final Dungeon are the worst parts of that game, and it's really sad to have it kind of end on a down note for how the whole game was. Mm -hmm. It also... The main problem with it is it seems like they don't want to, like, wrap up their universe. Because, you know, this is tied to Messenger. Oh, right. And yeah. it really feels like this should conclude everything, and it doesn't. So it leaves things open. I'm like, guys, this was like a 40-hour RPG or something. So, end it so so you know how like the cool thing about the if there was a cool thing about the kevin smith view askew universe is that the movies were tied together mm -hmm. but you also notice not every movie ended with well now we gotta head off to do something ambiguous because we're a part of a tied together universe yeah i i, I really need people to like accept this star wars didn't have episode four a new hope in its title initially that was added later just make your thing give it closure and then you can justify more later if you want right yeah and it, it also like for so much of this game kind of understood what was cool about ps1 super nintendo style rpgs of like final fantasy and all these games just it was a fully inclusive thing it didn't feel like there was something else right and then it misses that completely <laughs> yeah chrono triggers fully inclusive and then they decided to ruin it later yeah exactly Radical. Um, so that's all I have to say about CSRs. Okay. I still really like the game. I just wish it had a good ending. <laughs> cool. Um, and then I finally got to play a decent chunk of Fate Samurai Remnant. Oh, one second, one second. I gotta, I gotta push the button, otherwise we get shot to death. <laughs> uh, game code provided by Koei Tecmo. Whoa. Thank, thank you for the code, Koei Tecmo. Yes. Give me that name one more time. Fate slash Samurai Remnant. Is there a colon between Fate Samurai and Remnant? No. Okay. Okay, Bob. So you spent some more time with the game. Yes. How's it going? It's going okay. It's not as good as I was hoping for. Um, the way it breaks down is basically you don't get big battles like in a Dynasty Warriors game. Almost everything feels like a super small list 
like this corner of the city, this one little hallway or this little room will fill with enemies and you fight them. And that's it for the combat. But what's in between is the main meat of the game uh, where you like go to a town or a new part of town. Saber runs off. You follow her. She looks at something. She's like, can I buy this? And she, you're like, no, we did, We have money. <laughs> and I don't I don't have enough money to buy this random thing you want, Saber. Oh, that's unfortunate. I don't want to play a game where I have to keep saying no to Saber. Um, I want to play a game where I feed Saber tacos. Right? In VR. It's okay. You feed her miso soup and rice in this game, and she likes it. <laughs> How much does she like it? Too much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that could work. That could work. <laughs> um, but yeah, you do that, and then there's other random... Uh, like... There aren't random battles in town, but there's like these highlighted parts of the map where there will be a battle. So you walk into it and it's like 30 Ronin going up out, out of the woodwork and you fight them. <laughs> That's really great. That's really funny. Um, there is way too much like dialogue and story in this game. I played it for eight hours or nine hours of each chapter one. Uh-huh. It's kind of, it feels like in the same situation that Yakuza games get of like the balance of gameplay, the story just isn't right. I am doing so much more reading and listening than I am playing the game. It's ludicrous. So really you're playing like a visual novel with uh, occasional Musou gameplay. Yes. That's what it feels more like. I feel like their intended audience might be into that. Maybe. Not I mean, that's how all these Fate games are. Except like for the those, Taco those, one. That was all gameplay. <laughs> yes. The, like those Fate Extella ones, I remember Nasu being like, yeah, I wrote the equivalent of four seasons of anime for the second one. And it's like, there's no way there's going to be that much gameplay. It's going to mostly be visual novel. Right. But even in that, I felt like I got to play a larger chunk of gameplay between all of these things. Since every but battle how is... how long did you play it? That's the important part. That's true. I didn't play that for that long. But when you get into a battle in those, it's a full Dynasty Warriors map that to go true. around do. Yeah, it's an entire this is a lot PSP more, scale or whatever map. Right. This is a lot more like a PSP Dynasty Warriors game where it's an instanced like yeah, quarter of a mile square. Like, yeah, here's a little box like those, of people to fight. Yeah. Like those Senran Kagura games where it's like, here's a here's a handful of guys and then fight them. Even yeah. Senran Kagura have bigger levels to play through. Yeah. So So it's more like yakuza but it inexplicably becomes a, a muso level for 30 seconds <laughs> kind of yeah it's weird i'm enjoying the story like it's a good story with interesting stuff happening but oh man the pace needs to be pulled up a little bit because it does not move fast at all the important thing is how much she's enjoying the miso and rice that's the important thing um, and I did run into uh, Miyamoto Musashi in this. Whoa. Who is... Okay. You play as the, the adopted son of Miyamoto Musashi from your timeline. So the Miyamoto Musashi who comes in is a servant is... A blonde woman with an America bikini. Basically. What? <laughs> <laughs> and she explains that there are parallel universes... Uh-huh. Where basically the only difference in her universe is that Miyamoto Musashi was a woman. So sure. she still knows you. All right. It's really weird. And I 
guess leaves open for any number of situations of like the saber that's with me isn't the saber that you know but she is somehow because she's apparently raised in like Hainan era japan or something like all the stuff around her has been super vague but it's like no you you drew saber but turned your hair black and made her a little yeah, shorter gonna, it, it'll just be one of those things where it's like they're a lot alike but not the same entity for some reason I'm honestly waiting for Nasu to be like, yeah, the throne of heroes just on a, like, you know how everything becomes crab on a long enough time scale. <laughs> like the, the throne, the throne of heroes slowly turns everything into, into, into saber. <laughs> Was this the true goal of the human instrumentality project? My God. I leave things to you, Bob. <laughs> and then I just get up and leave. Um, weirdly, it has the parts where you run around the town and do that stuff I was talking about. But then it, like, after four hours or something, it broke into this, here is your um, board game style map that you go around. Connecting pathways for the uh, the ley lines. Uh-huh. And you have to, like, if you connect something behind an enemy, it'll break them off from their way line, ley line. They'll, they'll disappear and stuff like that. And if you run into an enemy on this board game, you then do a little Musou battle. And it's like, this is the most PSP Dynasty Warriors it could be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's really bizarre. And it feels like it's going to be the game half flipped between these two modes of like, go around town and actually do this and do this weird bo board game mini, mini game mode. Um, there are also cats you can pet in the, in the world. That's important. Uh, they... They made it so there's objectives like you get stuff for doing this. You heal and also it completes this like a checklist of things you can do in the town. But it takes way too long. Like you have to mash square button while he pets the cat. And the the, the pet, cat petting animation is not good. Oh. The cat just does their thing and then your guys are somewhat near at doing this. Doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're grabbing fucking noodles with your hand. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? This is petting. Um, so that's disappointing that this takes too long and doesn't look good. Okay. Um, there are a lot of RPG mechanics in this. Like you and Saber both have a huge skill tree that you unlock stuff for. Mm -hmm. You have your main swords have four different customizable pieces you swap out, which are like random drops for each piece, like the scabbard, the hilt, all this. Mm -hmm. And they have their own stats that are very much randomly made. Like, some of the later Dynasty Warriors and Samurai did that, where it's like, oh, you'll constantly swap out your weapon because we're just dropping stuff at random. Right, yeah. And that's sort of that idea going on. So, yeah, this game's got a lot of neat stuff. It's just a glacial pace. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, it makes me wish it was like a regular Musou game frequently because I'm like, most of this game I'm stuck playing is just the main character and Saber. Uh -huh. And I can't even like... You have a special move, a special bar that builds up to switch to Saber, so you can't play as her for a long period of time at all. Because uh, they made her super OP. And they eventually, after many hours, like six or eight hours, was like, here, you can play as Musashi. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is one fight. Now I'm back to these two forever. I kind of wish this were a Musou game, so I could just be like, I want to play as these servants I like. Right. And with these cool designs and larger levels, but no, I don't really get that. Mm. Um, Gilgamesh runs a store in this. Okay. That's pretty cool. 
it really makes me wish that uh, this game had English voice acting because I think he has one of the best like English sub actors I can imagine. He's oh, yeah. done by the same guy as uh, Gene Kisaragi in Blaze Blue. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good. But yeah, that's all I really have to say. Okay. Did you play anything else? No. Okay. Um, I guess. <clears throat> that means I get to talk about Silent Hope. For anyone who doesn't know, Silent Hope is being developed by the same people who make the Harvest Moon that's over there at Marvelous. It has the Harvest Moon cow in it. There you go. I feel like 70% of people who can care, they're already on board. This game is an isometric dungeon crawler. If this was many, many years ago in the PS1 era, you might call this a roguelike, but that term has been so changed nowadays that that tells you nothing. Right. You go down in this abyss floor by floor using one of seven different characters that are each their own different class, killing enemies with this 3D video game with an isometric camera, getting abilities, leveling up, leveling up your skills, getting equipment, and when you go back to town, you get to upgrade the equipment, craft new things, farm, etc. Now, you do this through the seven vendors that are, in fact, your party. So you go to the alchemist, and you're like, I'm going to need you to alchemize me some gold. And they go, okay, it'll take this amount of time. And then, and then conceivably, you could be you, that person going in the dungeon, which makes it no longer make any sense, but I don't care. When I was playing the demo, I noticed that, and they swap out. So I think the okay. main character, generic man, he can do any job. Ooh. <laughs> so he's just so like, they oh, just, man. oh, man, look at this all-rounder. Yeah. Nice. Um, it is a really fun game. It is that exact type of action RPG that I enjoy, the very light one, where it's like you have these abilities and cooldowns, you have these snappy attacks, and every character is really different with their attacks because, like, I'm using like a warrior who can class up to be a paladin at some point. There's the main character who's like generic hero man. You have a fucking farmer. You have a mage caster. You have all these other players who have like an archer who have really different ways of attacking this. And everyone's keyed to a different color. So, you know, one's purple and one's red or one's a blonde guy with blue clothes. It's they've got really cute designs. It's very chibi aesthetic. Um, and it's delightful. I love how cute this game is. In fact, you jump into the first uh, floor of the abyss, even though it's called a floor because they put one F. Mm-hmm. It's that that one floor is eight actual floors. Oh, it's very okay. confusing conceptually. But um, you go in there, and like the first mob of enemies you hit is straight up just the beginning of Secret of Mana style enemies. Like here's a lizard knight and a cute rabbit like thing, and. <laughs> And this other thing. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is an adorable game. Uh, I've really been enjoying it. Um, it does the the good thing that feels good and is morally correct of if you upgraded your weapon, you feel really strong. You spent a currency. You broke down other weapons to get the currency to upgrade. Guess what? You're hitting like a fucking truck now. So it's uh, a real RPG. Yeah. It's been a nice Thank change God. of pace. <laughs> um the different floors all have different uh, aesthetics elements to them. You know, you, you'll go to like the starting one, which is really basic, like, oh, this was the town and it doesn't have an elemental uh, attribute that the enemies at large have. But then eventually you get somewhere like an ice level. And so the enemies will be ice themed and they'll let you know on the select before you go in, like, hey, we recommend the element fire, but also there are lightning things there. So maybe earth, maybe look into that. 
And so you can shove the Magistones, which sounds like a weird Saturday morning cartoon that everyone forgot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into your weapon, into your equipment, a lot like a Diablo, and give yourself that elemental ability. Nice. It also has uh, side effects like stat buffs and things like that. So you have different tiers, of course, of rarity for all of these things to get more absurdly powerful ones. Uh, The second world is a fun Halloween fall festival. And by beating that completely, I got... So I'm I'm playing as someone who wields a great sword or an axe. I got a giant great sword that was a daikon radish. It and wasn't just a joke weapon. That's actually something you could it use. It was so good. It was powerful. Great. It was so good to go into the next level, slap a fucking like f- fire stone into it and just wreck shit. It's so good. Um another thing with the game is that as you go down these floors, reminder, there are seven characters. You can play as any of them at any time. There are stones that you walk up to on a floor and you can just tell it swap out now. Like, huh. like this nice. character's weak. This other guy's going to be suited to this floor. Swap it out. Uh, or you can return to town. So would they be healed up? Like, or do you transfer health to the next guy? Bob, I would love to tell you that. I would love to give you that information. Here's the problem. I chose the right character, so I haven't swapped <laughs> once. Jesus. So it's a real RPG. <laughs> yes. Uh, the next session I play is going to be the one where I power level a couple of the other characters because I have been getting legendary tier equipment for them mm-hmm. that's going to allow them to just blow through the first like world easy. Um, but yeah, it, the way they phrase it is that you pass on your buff and they come in fully healed. Okay. So the idea is ideally you pass the baton and you keep going on your trip all the way down Mm -hmm. um they have when you complete a floor which once again it should be any word but that it uh it has a time it that you beat it in registered to that floor forever so they even at a at a ui menu level just communicate to you yeah you should maybe do this in one run instead of coming back because every so often every so many levels you'll find a campfire and if you go to re-enter the dungeon you can re-enter at the campfire floor so it's like every four levels or whatever um but you know really you should enter at level one and then do the entire thing in one run yeah obviously um this game is already communicating some things through other UI things. For example, it's got the screen space and it's starting to fill it out with these different floors. But when you hover over them, there's just a, imagine a black space wide, thin. And in the middle, it says normal. I'm like, you're fucking dragon's crown, aren't you? I'm going to beat the last floor uh-huh. and it's going to be like, okay, do it again on harder. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, oh, oh, no, oh, no, I was already in love with this game. Oh, my God. Uh, so between the mechanics of switching characters and stuff and that looming on the horizon, it feels like this is absolutely going to feed directly into the Dragon's Crown sort of thing of, like, keep the party rock going. Mm-hmm. Always pass that baton. Uh, use these healing items, etc. There are some really good mechanics. They're like pocket dimensions that are extremely hard. You can go into to hopefully get more rare drops every so many floors or whatever at random. There are pets you will find, and that is how you heal yourself. They're like a cute fox spirit, and you'll come up on it, and you'll pet it, and it'll heal you. Do do you mash square button? Is the animation bad? 
it's okay. The camera's like a million miles away and it's isometric. So if the animation's bad, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's worse. More games could have bad animation so they can cost less and come out faster. I, uh, on, on a related note, this game was like $36 uh, because it was 40 and then it was on discount at launch. So yeah, that's pretty good. That's way more logical than a price point that I'm loving expect. it. <laughs> I'm loving it. I wish Harvestella. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wish Harvestella had come out at a price point where uh, more people would have played it. Um, this has been a great time. I really enjoy it. It's very simple, though. Uh, you know, my character specifically has a two hit combo and a dodge button. Mm-hmm. And since the two hits take so long to do, but the second hit's more powerful, you're really just measuring out when your enemy's going to attack because they have good wind up animation, they have good tells. Uh huh. And then you're dodging the second you get that second hit out, so that way you hopefully dodge what their attack is. Um, you can mix and match your skills from all three classes. You're starting one, and then the two you can level up to get after that in order to make your custom set, which is appreciated. I don't want to whole swap all three skills when I change classes. Um, you get to level up the skills individually. So if you think me using one character is absurd, you have no idea what I've done with my skills. Because my skills are literally, okay, do this one that weakens them and stuns them for this amount of time. Do this one that buffs my strength and then do the strongest hit in the fucking world. And that's my character. They have all these other things. Like, what if you did a charging attack that stunned them or a whirlwind that sucked <sighs> them in and do, I'm like, no, you hit them like a fucking truck and now they're dead. And I literally pumped all my points into big hit hurt and make strong. Uh-huh. Of course. Um, feels good. <clears throat> silent hope feels good man feels good it's got the harvest moon count in town you can you can pet that cow great it is great they give you an achievement for it <laughs> on pc it runs exceptionally i'm not playing it on switch i don't know i've yet to have time to look up footage mm-hmm. i'm very curious um because the the switch version is physical and it comes with stuff Ooh, stuff i do like my harvest moon story of seasons stuff um yeah this uh this is a great time i'm really really enjoying it uh it is worth noting that uh much like xenoblade chronicles the princess sure says voice lines a lot and says the same ones a lot and so i've i've played this game for almost seven hours Mm -hmm. and i've had to hear the princess go I would help you if I could, but I'm stuck here because she's sealed in a crystal for anyone who doesn't know. And she's the only one with a voice. No one else can talk. But she's like, but I'll give you assistance from the sidelines. And then you're like, okay, that's a fine line. And then she goes, rah, rah, sisum bob, craft the thing and don't mess it up. And I'm just like, I've heard this 17 times. Good. (laughs) Yeah, no, part of my brain's like, I like this. I like this a lot. These might become sound clips on our channel. Some of these. I need that voice by Excel. She she says she says something along the lines of we need to consider or something. And my brain every time goes, we need to consult the elder gods. For some reason, Mortal Kombat's done serious damage right. here. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I really love the cute designs. Uh, I really love how quick the game feels, how snappy and responsive and on my 4090, it can run at 800 frames per second at 1440p. <laughs> Feels good, man. <laughs> it's great. 
So anyway, uh, if you guys keep that timer up till next year, maybe I get that 240 hertz monitor. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would love to see any game run at 240 hertz on a fucking 4K OLED. That just feels like a magical portal at that point, I feel. That, that probably looks insane. Because 120 looks insane on an OLED. Like, the difference between this OLED at 120 and this LCD at 144 is insane. Mm -hmm. I can't even fathom 240. But yeah, I love that these Marvelous games come out on PC. <laughs> Chat's triggering the sounds in my brain. They're like, Dan, what would you say is the king of vegetables? I hear some people consider it to be the humble turnip. <laughs> Which she will not stop saying! <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. Worth noting, you then go in the dungeon that are giant turnip monsters. Oh, no. So I guess I ask a guy with a daikon greatsword. Right? I'm pretty biased here. Um but yeah, the, the I love that these marvelous games keep coming out on PC and running super well, like Story of Seasons and stuff. It I appreciate that so much. Fuck next gen graphics. Yeah. I don't give a single shit. Yeah, it's Samurai Remnant is really weird because most of the time it's super smooth, but mm -hmm. then once in a while you could turn a corner in the city and it's like loads everything in and mm -hmm. runs bad. Yep. I hit um like one of the bosses, let's say the third. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the third. And they cast a spell, but it was like off screen. I'm like, oh, it stuttered. That's like the first time it's done this because I guess that effect wasn't properly pre-compiled or something. That was it. Huh. Feels good, man. I'm a little sad, though, because I bet if this game comes to PS5, I bet it doesn't run at 120. Probably not. And I really want that. It, it's so cool to see. The, it looks so smooth. And the animations, though, they're not like, ooh, next gen, like Uncharted 4 tier or anything like that. That fidelity. It still looks nice when you see a good animation run really smooth. Mm hmm. I have to say this because I've seen people go, yeah, uh, as someone in the industry, we author our animations at 30. And I'm like, as someone with eyes, I don't fucking care. <laughs> you can offer them at 30. It's still going to look better interpolated at 120. Go fuck yourself. But anyways, that game is really cool. I suggest giving it a try. There is a demo. Um, this will be on my game of the year list. Unless something horrible happens. Which I can't imagine. I'm, I'm, I'm a good chunk through the game. Right. Because of my amazing strategy of, what if I leveled one person up and they just wrecked everything? Sure, there are six other people, but what if this one person wrecked everything? I mean, that's usually a good strategy. It's Didn't working. Didn't work in Octopath 1, but, you know. But <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm going to talk about when it comes to Silent Hope. Look forward to future updates on how any other character controls. <laughs> uh, and I think that's all I've been playing. I mostly did work on the channel like VODs and other management and uh, prepared for Soul Reapers over the last few days. Uh, hey, Chris. And healing. And healing. healing. Important. That's true. I actually multiple times have slept like 12 fucking hours. So, you know, that's how you do it. I thought I was getting sick, but then I slept for 14 hours and it went away. Yeah, and that was the thing with us. Like, Bob and I weren't sure if we were sick or if it was the donathon. And I was like, oh. And then we waited all the way up until the last minute with the uh, Sarasonic uh, marathon. And it ended up being like, oh, no, we're just legit sick. We should take the day off or otherwise it's going to get disastrous. Um, 
But yeah, a lot of the time it is just exhaustion, just sleep. Hey, I would simply just sleep, says the workaholic who doesn't sleep because he... Anyway... You don't, <laughs> you don't need to tell me to sleep. I'm the guy who has, like, sleep is the source of all human power tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> um, Like, I am from a family where... I think my parents have taken a nap every day for the past 30 years. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. I have to be in the state to do that. I have to literally, like, sometimes we do, and this has happened a few times this year, probably three this entire year. But we would do Big Think. We would do whatever other podca podcast. Maybe we do a third podcast or trailers. And then if I'm in the right physical state, I'm like, okay, time for car nap. <laughs> and I'll just go outside and sit in my car. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for helping fund the hybrid. Um... But uh, I played... You played a video game? I played Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, game code provided by Square Enix. Uh, man, it's cheap. Man, it is insanely cheap. I am talking the vast majority of the story is conveyed through a motion comic made of screen caps of the anime with a filter over it. Uh, now I have to ask, because uh, the PS5, when you hover over the icon for the game, it sounds like a cell phone somebody held up while the TV theme song played, and then they made that the sound it plays. Are the screen caps at least good quality? I mean, as far as I can tell under the filter. Okay, okay, oh, the filter. The filter saves it. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a scroll, like a beige scroll effect over a lot of it. Hey, Bob, we're talking about Infinity Strash. I figured. <laughs> Be right um, Inexplicably, this game's dubbed, which is probably why I got as into it as I did on that stream of it I did. Because there is just something to hearing people dramatically yell localized Dragon Quest spell names that's really delightful. Also, it, it was done dubbed by the Ocean Group, so... You're getting to hear a lot of classics like Brian Drummond. Ocean dub Vegeta. That's great. That, that honestly makes me be like, well, maybe I'll go back and watch the anime if they dubbed that. <laughs> they, dub, they did dub it. That's in fact, I'm pretty sure the reason this is dubbed is because they pick, went, hey, dub this game. Actually, what I think happened is because inexplicably some voice lines in this are sped up. Weird. Which makes me think, Oh, you pulled these lines directly from the anime dub, I bet. <gasps> yeah, maybe. But I'm be I bet they did this game at the same time as they dubbed it. That makes sense. Uh, it's it's trying real hard for the no money. Like every time, every time there's an in-engine cutscene, they are they are trying. Like they look pretty good for how no money this game is. Like, if the whole game had in-engine cutscenes, I'd be like, sure, this is fine. This is like a solid tie-in title. That's kind of crazy. Like, the like a boss fight had a unique mechanic. Um, the characters obviously have, like... They feel more different than Musou characters, even. Like, not much, but a little bit different. Mm. Like, uh, like, Dai has his shonen protagonist mysterious power that builds as a gauge and turns into um in you devil trigger that's his special move is he can devil trigger 
but then you have pop the uh the mage and his thing is he stops and meditates and that makes all his spell cooldowns go down real fast okay and then um i only played up until the point you get three characters i i did not get far enough to play as hyunkel yet who i think is very cool and is my favorite die character but then you play as ma'am the the healer character and she uh she has a spell gun so her her spe- unique thing is reloading the gun and it oh. takes a little animation and it reloads so she doesn't have a cooldown you have to hit the reload button on her spells except for her big heal spell which does have a cooldown and and the boss fight is like well die can't ca- die can cast magic but he's not very good at it and pop can't cast thunder magic but he can cast a spell to make thunder clouds so the boss fight gimmick is Pop will be off in the background casting the spell and, uh, and things will appear on the ground. And inside those, Dai can cast a thunder spell on the boss that does a bunch of damage and b- completely depletes their break gauge so they fall down and take more damage. I think I've actually like, seen this fight in the anime. <laughs> I was going to say, I can imagine this fight <laughs> in the anime. And it's a testament to how good the adventure of Dai is that people in the chat were like, man, I got I should go watch this anime. It looks like it's probably pretty good when it's not the cheapest video game ever made. But yeah, I can't, I can't recommend anybody buying it. If it was a, had a little bit more money, I could, I could recommend people buying it when it was like 20. How much is it? It's 60. 60. It's, full, it's a full price game. Yeah. Whoa. A, yeah. That's why I was so surprised by how cheap it immediately came off as even at the OS level. Right. Um, I feel like I don't have to say anything cause we haven't, played it so we we also have a code we haven't had time to get around to checking it out right um somebody in the uh, gigaboots fan discord was talking about how uh i think the this game infinity strash outsold east the new ease because it came out at the same time in japan Japan. oh i mean dragon dragon quest is big and die is huge it is difficult, like, it's so weird because it is a non-entity in the West, but The Adventure of Dai is one of the biggest Shonen Jump series in history. Like, it's massive. If you read or watch it, you will see, that's a character from a PS1 RPG. So's that, so's that, so's that, so's that. They've just been stealing this fucking series' homework for, like, 20 years. Good. <laughs> uh, so it d- wouldn't surprise me, but also I, I a lot of people... Sh- there's there's weird circumstances with East 10 sales, I think. Like, it, like I don't think the P, it includes the PS4 version sales at all. Like, it, and there's digital sales not being counted, but whatever. Not important. <laughs> yeah. That, that was Infinity Strash. I don't recommend you play it, but it was better than I thought it was. Game code provided by Square Enix. <laughs> Game. Uh, if it wasn't dubbed, I wouldn't, there would be no joy to it at all. Like, it really is carried by hearing these dub voice actors really try and sell yelling this is the end cuffriz <laughs> <laughs> or have or hearing die like die's voice actor put their whole fucking chest into yelling zapple <laughs> he's very excited that's his favorite flavor they have it in stock <laughs> right uh, i also played cultic interlude cultic was a game i enjoyed very much if you don't know what cultic is cultic is is a First-person shooter, first-person indie shooter made by one guy. Uh, you can get it on Steam. I do not think it is on consoles yet. It was my number two game of the year last year. So it was my set number two on that list. 
Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's kind of like, imagine if you fused a build engine shooter with Resident Evil 4. Yeah. You're fighting cultists. Headshots are really strong. You've got like a very similar suite of weapons to Resident Evil 4 down to your pistol, even looking like the, the Red 9. Uh, and this interlude was to show what happens between chapter episode one and episode two, because the game's already up, only episode one. Episode two will be released as a thing you buy separately later. Oh, and okay. when asked, he, when asked, he was like, I didn't want to be on the hook for it in case I get hit by a car or something. <laughs> you know, you never know what's going to happen. So I'm like, this is a complete product. Buy it. Right. So at the end of Cultic Episode 1, spoilers for this story that doesn't matter because it's a first-person shooter, <laughs> uh, you get sucked into a demonic portal. And apparently you just get spit back out in the, in the real world again. Oh. Uh, uh, this interlude, you are not playing as the main character of Cultic. You are playing as a cop. Because he, well, apparent, because seemingly the main character of Cultic's dead and his body gets picked up and put in the morgue. And then the cultists attack the morgue to get the body. So you're a cop in that police station when that happens. Uh, it has some new weapons. It is the peak of that late 90s build engine shooter where it's like, this level's just a place. Yeah. Like it's a police station turned into a level and it's a really fucking good level too. What's uh, what's your uh, design aesthetic with this? What, what, what level design are you looking to build into this? I made a morgue. Well, good, good job. I like it. Yeah, look at it. <laughs> uh, it. It reminded me a lot of Resident Evil 2 because you go through the whole police station. It has multiple floors. There's a parking garage. You get some cool weapons. Uh, you get, there's a semi-auto shotgun. There's also some other weapon I didn't, what, didn't manage to find because it was well hidden. But I know it's there because I got ammo for it. <laughs> God. Uh, it's, it's not very long. It's only it's like 20 minutes long. Oh. It's just a little it's just a little taste, a free taste of the stuff that'll be in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but oh. yeah, it ends with your player character dying and then the empty morgue drawer where the main character of Cultic was. I'm really happy that the episode two is just going to be in normal world again. Because part of what I liked so much about Cultic was that build engine. It's like a real place, but a shooter level. Right. Yeah. So I was. I'm. I'm glad it's not like. Oh, it's like Zen in Half Life. I'm like, no, that sucks. If uh, there's one thing I know about Zen in Half Life, <laughs> that it sucks. An, we have plenty of shooters that take place in hell. We do. I would much rather have a, a, a shooter that takes place in a McDonald's. I mean, fair. That is one of the best that Call is, of Duty levels. It's also the. It's also <laughs> one of the best Duke Nukem 3D levels. Ah. Duke Burger, and then you go you go to the uh, the the drive through in the Duke Burger, and it plays. Like, I, I'm sure to this day, still unlicensed Beavis and Butthead clip, where they go, go away, we're closed. <laughs> uh, other than that, I played some more Trails into Reverie. I don't have anything to talk about. It's trail. It's Trails into Reverie. It, it's going to be like 80 hours long. It's going to take a while. Is that it? It's still good. <laughs> uh, no, I played the Sonic Frontiers 
Oh, update God. three, the Ooh. new update where you get to play as Tails and Knuckles and Amy. So the way this the way this is structured is you boot into the game. Mm -hmm. uh, on on the last island, there is a portal that starts this update, and it is basically a redo of the ending of Sonic Frontiers. Weird. So Sonic travels back in time into no, Sonic's is, mind. <laughs> no, I also immediately thought of like that that Kingdom Hearts three DLC, but it actually just seems to be an alternate ending and not time travel. Hmm. Um. Basically, what happens is Sonic goes, "Okay, all my friends sacrificed their." weird cyber forms to cure me of the corruption but i don't like that so i'm gonna retake the corruption to bring them back and then we'll solve this problem a different way uh so it has the main component is you play as tails knuckles and amy doing the open world sonic frontier shit like they have their own platforming challenges for their own skill sets oh okay cool uh they also have their own stats and their own skill trees. And I kind of wish they just didn't have those and just started you with all the shit. Cause you have to buy the Psy loop again with each of them. And I'm like, guys, oh. you need that to, you need that to, to do things. Right. But it's fine. Cause they added a bunch of, uh, of little, not Koroks, but the Sonic Frontiers version of the Koroks, the Cocos, I think they're called. I think that's right. They added a bunch of these, they added color coded Cocos that just give you a shitload of experience if you talk to them. And they also added uh, this thing where it's like, remember the star drop rain, like the Conpeto rain yeah. in the base game? Now it just drops an, a, a ridiculous amount of level up materials. And it happens every single night, basically. So you get one with every character almost immediately. So you just run around and then max them out really easily. So Amy can double jump and she can hover. Uh, all her stuff is based on her tarot card gimmick that was from Sonic CD and then never used again until uh, Ian Flynn brought it back for the comics. Uh, Knuckles has his glide that feels real fucking bad. They should have given that another pass. But this DLC feels a little bit undercooked in a lot of ways. Like you just, your turning radius is like a big rig trucks. I mean, that's authentic to Knuckles. Uh, and Tails can double jump. And he he does he like jumps and then he turns on his tail's tail and like hovers a bit and then shoots up real high and slowly comes down. So it's this weird, really weird double jump. Huh. I don't I don't like how that sounds. Uh each character has their own thing they can do when you max out their rings, like Sonic got infinite boost. Amy's is some shit that doesn't matter. Uh Knuckles is you no longer lose height while gliding. So you just fly. Yeah. And then Tails is summon the fucking plane and literally fly. Well, that's that's cool, at least. Yeah. So so once you get that with Tails, it's like, I don't have to engage with the platforming to collect this shit. Mm. Uh, so the way it works is you do you do little busy work as them. Then you switch back to Sonic. And you have. They decided this needed to be a challenge DLC also. Mm -hmm. So you have to do these five towers that are precision platforming challenges that are like 10 minutes long each to get to the top of them and then do a combat challenge at the top. 
these platforming challenges are grueling. I only did two before I just said, I'm switching to easy. <sighs> they're, they're bad. I, I, like, I was outright like, guys, you didn't make a game tight enough for this. Like, it, it, I did two of them, and I didn't feel any satisfaction from doing them. I was just glad it was over. Um, they're real fucking hard. I'm actually yeah, I, struggling to imagine this because I haven't seen it, but everyone's saying this too. It's 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 a lot of like looking look in the right direction at the right time and homing attack the right thing and know this other thing is up there and like care, navigate all these platforms that are slanted in a way you'll just fall off if you're not boosting. Hmm. It's it's rough, and they're long, and there's no checkpoints on any of them. It's like start over from the beginning. They don't even have the courtesy to fucking kill you. You just fall all the way back to the bottom and have to right. start over. Mm. Yeah, that happened to me and, once in the base game on one of the and, really high up uh, towers right. and platforms. It was funny as shit. <laughs> and and then the combat challenges are also real weird and grueling. Like, it's like, one is real easy because you just parry them. And then it's, and it's simple. But then the next one is like, we're going to trick you and tell you all your skills are turned off, but Psyloop, but you don't actually need to Psyloop because it's the enemies that like cover themselves with the shield that you have to Psyloop them to break it. But you don't have enough time to kill them if you're doing that. So what you actually have to do is bait them into throwing their shield at you like a projectile jump into their face, parry it when it comes back like a boomerang, and then beat on them and parry it each time the shield tries to come back. And it's like this because it is training you for a future mechanic in this DLC, perfect parries. So the last one of these challenges is do the first three Titan fights and I mean all of them, including the set PC, your normal Sonic climbing them to get the Chaos Emerald part. What? You have 400 rings. You can't gain more rings. Also, you can't parry them. You can perfect parry them, but you can't normally parry them. I tried that about five times before I turned it to easy mode where the, the, the perfect parry window is way bigger. Because again... You didn't make... I'm sorry, those Titan fights were cool, but they're really janky set-piece things. Yeah, having played those twice back when it came out, because I played my own copy yeah. after doing the stream, they were just transparently something you never want to play again. <laughs> I mean, I, w I would love to play them again. I think they're fun. They're a lot less fun when you have a really strict time limit and they make you do the set piece parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was fun like to go through once, but like if you want to, like you saying this has a huge challenge in the combat is like, that's the last thing I want to hear. Yeah, frankly. that's like, yeah. it's, it's insane to turn these janky set piece things into a skill check. Mm -hmm. uh, but I finally got through it because I learned I, I learned that using the supersonic psi loop just totally trivialized the boss. Also, all your stats are set to one during these, so... It, you can't cheat by using the stomp and then 75% of their health goes away. Oh, that's fucked up. That is, that is important to me, damn it. The, the, first, the, the first one and the third one, the, 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 big, the big guy who's Ava Unit 1 and then 
the knight with the sword and shield, we're fine. The wyvern in the center is the one that's a nightmare because you have to do a like a five minute long set piece before the fight starts. And you have to counter him multiple times before you can even hurt him. You have to parry him multiple times before you can hurt him. That was the nightmare that, that hung me up even on easy for a long time until I learned the Psy Loop tech, in which case they become helpless and you can take half their health instantly. So the reward for all of this is that uh, that was the super secret warrior training that the dead, the dead civilization gave to Sonic so he could go Super Saiyan 2. But before that, I'll talk about the new cyber levels they added because they added a new set of those. They're fine. Uh, this is the point where I have to point out that I have a, a there's a distinct split between me and a lot of Sonic fans where I like Sonic because it has a nice aesthetic and style and cool music and it's fun to go fast. There's another part of the Sonic fan base that is really attached to the idea of levels having lots of routes and I don't give a shit about that at all. Yeah. Like, I would much rather have one or two really well-designed routes through a level than a bunch of less polished ones. I think in this case, it, it's different from most Sonic games because the cyberspace levels have, you know, time trial mechanics built into them. Like, and that was my favorite part, basically, of the core game. So hearing they have more of those is really good. Um, I'm very curious how many more do they have? I think I think just six, like as many as on one island because they rehashed the whole last island. Okay. So it and it has like the same layout even. So I assume it's just like, I think either six or eight. So there's did, a decent amount. Did they ever change the physics of those cyber levels to be the same as what's in the open world? Or is it still I, a weird difference? I mean, you can I fully- I couldn't tell you. You can fully tweak the open world. Now they added that's, tons and tons of things true. there, so maybe you could tune it to be like. They, they, yeah, they also added a spin dash that seems to just break the physics in the open world. It's like you you do it on a you do it on a incline and you like shoot a million miles into the air. That's good. Uh, so uh, uh, so about how the fun of fucking frontiers wasn't. We're gonna build a really refined game around these mechanics because the mechanics can be busted. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but the, but then you then you do a new version of the final boss. Oh, I'm gonna push the fucking dragon crowd. Okay, spoilers. Uh, you do a new version of the final boss where it like fuses with the moon. Oh, okay. And it is the most broken thing in a game that I've played in even in in living memory. <laughs> like it did. Like it it it's not broken in like a you can't complete it way, but. Imagine like two steps jankier than any of the Titan fights in the base game. It's pretty janky. It is really fucking janky. Luckily, luckily your stats are not nerfed for that. So I had 999 rings and max stats. So it's like, I can brute force whatever weird mechanics you put into this that you're not going to explain to me at all. <laughs> it's apparently so bad that somebody's like, yeah, if you could, if you fill out the map, for this update, uh, the elder Coco tells you how to beat the final boss. Oh my god. Mm. Which I figured out anyway because it is somewhat obvious. But yeah, Sonic, Sonic goes, uh, forgive me, Master, I'll have to go all out just this once, and then turns into Super Sonic 2, which is just hypersonic. Yeah. As it should be. And, 
and and now you can and now you can parry the boss because you couldn't parry him in that first phase. But so he goes supersonic too, and then you can perfect parry him and beat his ass. Except I didn't even need to do that. I just I just beat his ass because my stats were too high. <laughs> so you're gonna raise the difficulty and play through this again? Fuck no. Surprising. Look, I, if you're a sicko who's really into this, more power to you. But like the 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 difficulty aspects, and to their credit, outside the last tight, the 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 thing where do three titans in a row. Uh huh. Changing it to easy made it almost inconsequential. Like it was, it lowered it from seeming to to me seeming insurmountable unless I just chipped down this rock wall with my face. Because that's how it felt. It was one of those where it's like, I don't, I, like, for example, Dan, you beat Mega Man in base recently as Mega Man. I sure did. You, and I'm sure you think if you ever had to do it again, it would be easier. Yeah, of course. I don't think it would be easier if I ever had to do those first two towers in this, this again. I don't think it would be easier. I, it, it felt like I, I lucked into succeeding more than mastered the mechanics and took advantage of them. But but easy mode spawns so many more springs and balloons that basically just completely trivialize the platforming gauntlets. Now to people who might be confused about this, this update is completely free, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Just, just wanted to get that clear because when people hear DLC, they think pay for uh, but I liked I liked the cool thing at the end. I wish they didn't make me eat a couple bricks to get there. Uh, I think I think the new characters control fine, except for Knuckles' glide, which controls pretty bad. Uh, they also added in like the 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 boost rings from Sonic Adventure. So I'm like, are you guys making remaking Sonic Adventure one soon? They all have characters playable, so my hope is that they're just going to make Sonic Adventures 3 finally. Well, I that, mean... That, that seems... Like, that's what I would like, but also you always want to... You know, correct the ship totally before you make a new thing, so making a remake of 1 and 2 would help with that. I mean, the funny thing is, like, no matter which one they're doing, that means they get to ship a Chow game, too, which means it'll be the best-selling Sonic in forever. Right. Because they'll finally give the audience what they crave chow game it, it's cool to finally play as more characters in sonic again it's been fucking forever it's been literally since 06 yep i'm painfully do you, aware <laughs> yeah do you ever th do you ever think about how sonic 06 like defined sega's relationship with the franchise and what they would do for 16 years but western companies release games worse than it constantly uh, I have to squeeze this in. Technically, in Sonic Boom, <laughs> he plays his characters that aren't Sonic. That's true. Technically. But you're only playing Sonic Boom, so you know. And why would I play Sonic Boom when I can watch Sonic Boom? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's free, so I can't complain too much. I, I don't understand. I, I think they probably should have, have had a little bit of a... Uh, foresight as to who would be playing this update you know children because like if, if people were going to come back to this game this was the update they would come back for because it lets you play as more people 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and to their credit, none of the alternate character stuff is gruelingly difficult. It's just the Sonic stuff. And you can just turn it to easy. So I guess it isn't that big a deal. It still upsets me that I had to try it at all, though. <laughs> it really upset me the, the, the run before I gave up and turned it to easy on the third tower when I did something right and then clipped through the platform. <sighs> mm. oh. Yeah. So, not... so about the bros, you, bro, you didn't make a good, a good a solid enough game for this. Mm-hmm. That's rough. There are two things that show all the cracks in your game's mechanics better than anything else. One is boss fights, and that's a pretty low one. Like, you have to be a pretty shoddy game to not be able to support boss fights. Hello, all of 7th gen. Right, I was like, uh, we had a whole gen of that. And then there's really high difficulty makes every single issue with your game, like, glaringly obvious. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, it's just... I've expressed these two separate notions, but I will now combine them to present to the audience. Hey, you know what would be an easy way for the Metacritic on everything to just bomb? If the difficulty was raised slightly so more reviewers had to thoroughly engage with the mechanics? Because until it's a problem with most people, they just go, oh, whatever. That gets a pass. Yeah. It wasn't until the Lord of Shadow DLC that I saw a number of people just be like, oh, fuck this game. This controls like shit. I'm like, it's been that way the whole time, my man. Yeah, it, people will eat flavorless gruel as long as it goes down smooth. <laughs> there may be uh, an entire uh, restaurant industry in the United States about this. <laughs> it may be the basis for all mass media entertainment from the past 20 years. How, uh, the Ahsoka show's great. I wouldn't know and I never will. They painted a guy blue. Well, I mean... I'm- yeah, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It, it like they, they better have. They, they couldn't hire a blue man. Those don't exist. Uh. Yeah, that, 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 that's about it. It, it. It's fine. If you're a sicko who likes high difficulty, you'll probably like it. If you're not a sicko who likes that, turn it to easy and, and focus on collecting Skittles as these other characters. And then the really cool but unbelievably broken boss fight at the end. Did you play anything else, Chris? No, I played Super Cream 64 one additional time. Play Super Cream 64 if you haven't. It's immaculate. It is. <laughs> Do it. I, I'm going to say something that in, I'm, I'm going to say this intentionally to upset people. It's the great, greatest kind of thing where you know, but you'll still get mad. Uh, Super Cream 64 is the best Sonic game because it has the style and music of a Sonic game, but the gameplay of a Mario game. <laughs> He's not wrong. I love that fucking mod. We just played it through, and I'm like, I need to do it again. Right? Yeah, you playing it through is why I played it through again. <laughs> so the disease gets passed back and forth. I'm like, I, 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 I bet, I bet I can get this down to one star a minute. <laughs> uh, aggro. Yes, sir. What have you been playing? Funny story. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to start off with a thing I was going to play until uh-huh. I looked up any reviews for it. Uh, Project Wingman. Was it Frontline 59? Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. I know where this is going. Apparently is not only not the whole game. It's 
or I mean, it's the whole game, but there are only six new missions you can play on PSVR two. Uh, apparently, a lot of people when they boot it in VR, it just doesn't work. It just Uh-oh. black screens, and like you can hear the sound effects, but they can't see shit. Oh. Yup. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Project Wingman is an Ace Combat like that is totally in VR on PC. And they announced a PSVR 2 version. And the whole game's playable on PlayStation 5, but only six fucking missions are playable in VR. A thing they didn't really express at the front of any of their marketing. So a number of people mm-hmm. bought it and went, What the fuck? How does that even get released? Like, how does PlayStation approve that? Hey. That's content. It's it's a game. It plays at, uh, sometimes. I guess. There's something on the menu, I think, to change it into the VR mode. So I think the game expects you to boot it normally and then hit a button. Which is not how that should work. Yeah. So then I sat down and played a bunch more Moss to make myself feel better. Ah, hell yeah. That game is so good. I can't wait to start playing too. Yeah, I was going to ask. You're still on book one? Yeah, I've been playing in fits and spurts, and like, I found a secret door that led to the series of challenge dungeons that got me cool new equipment. Where I've got a a rapier where I can poke with it and then hold the button, and Quill will hold it up, and I reach my ghost hand over and imbue the sword with power, and then she can shoot with it. Huh. Oh, that's awesome. That is really neat. Yeah, like the 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 combat stepped up in this game. Where I'm like, okay, now I'm fighting three different types of enemies. There's five of them on screen. I can grab one of them and I'm moving Quill with the left stick and jumping and swinging with the buttons on the right controller. And I'm using both the triggers to grab and I'm using the right stick to aim the shot of the shooty type enemy that I'm grabbing with either hand. And sometimes Quill's on the left side of the screen, but I'm leaned over to the right to grab an enemy way over here. <laughs> it it's uh, It kind of splits your brain in half there for a minute. Awesome. I just, it's the kind of game where you play like, wow, this is, they did it right the first time. Why haven't we made more things that are like this? This is amazing. I don't know. No idea. I uh, I was talking to Bob uh, off content. I'm pretty sure about how funny it's going to be next year. And it's like, Dan, you had seven, eight VR games on your on your game of the year list, and this year you don't. Is th- does that mean VR has fallen? It's like that means the PlayStation VR two got to launch with three to four or more years worth of VR content, right? On year one. Oh man, I really need to play Moss. I really need to play Moss. Yeah, it's it's super good. Uh, that was. I mean, I did, I happened to completely ignorantly boot up Pistol Whip today for the first time in forever. Oh, really? And after I booted it up, it was like, hey, um, the game needs to update real quick. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't see, uh, any of the new shit. I didn't notice it was there. You didn't notice (laughs) it. For anyone who doesn't know, this was going to come up in news, but uh, the, the what is the Elixir of Madness update is out for Pistol Whip, which is a yeah. spooky Halloween-themed thing with new weapons such as a skull on a stick you beat things to death with. Huh. And Actually, it, I did see the new weapons and went, there's 
there's no way these were here and I didn't see them, right? I need to ask Dan about this later. Because if I could have been playing this whole game with like a push dagger or like a frying pan. That would have been really good. It's just like, why is it like this? Well, in one scene in John Wick 2. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes, a pencil is one of the melee weapons they added to the game. Oh my god. It's, um... That update looks sick. I'm very excited to play that because, uh... Now, of course, the enemies and the levels are Halloween themed. So you're getting spectral skulls flying at you, cackling and all sorts of dancing skeletons. Oh, that's really good. Spirals mm. of madness, all sorts of stuff. It looks it looks good. It looks like possibly the best update yet. Yeah, they added a bunch of new guns and new revolvers, a bunch of new boomsticks and auto fire weapons. And some of them are like, I don't I don't even know what the fuck this is. I think I'm old now. <laughs> It has a, one of the weapons they showed had a little bit of that Shadows of the Damned energy. You know, the gun where it's like oh, named Boner yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, that one like runs out of ammo and a little face pops out of the back. It's like, man. It's it's pretty good. Uh, also, in this announcement, this launch trailer for uh, the Elixir of Madness or whatever, they literally say this is the 13th free update for pistol whip and i'm like what a fucking based game yeah it just keeps getting better hell yeah <laughs> excuse me did you play anything else uh nothing to speak of uh i guess that means we gotta talk about the pod lords ah Oh fuck. The Pod Lords. Oh fuck. The Pod Lords? Why you should just buy a Mac, Dan. <laughs> yes, that's right. The Pod Lords. You know them, you love them. <laughs> well, BN12 E. Lee Broyles. Bountiful blessings to you all. And also with you. Red Blaze 27. Suzu Shiro. Bountiful curses to you all. Oh, oh no. One under one shades of wonderful remastered. WTF Spider-Man. Mr. I like spam. Congratulations on 13 years of Gigaboots, and hopefully as many more to come. DFW3K. Man, 15 rounds to end like this. Get fucked. Dope. <laughs> Dope. He's a cute doggy. Kristen. 
unfashionably late Joseph Frost, Kyle Bjork. The brothers of the crossed bill give you their support and love. It's appreciated. <laughs> Poor behavior of long streams, so let's play a game. Every donation increases the timer. Enjoy a true death stream. Oh no! Jigsaw's such a dick. Like, all, all of his <laughs> fucking. Like, after the first movie, it's all shit like. You cough too loudly in that restaurant, stick your hand in a blender or you die. <laughs> but there's one movie where that's a narrative conceit of the movie that makes it work. And that was pretty funny. <laughs> Fucking dipshit. Cooper Tank. <laughs> you wouldn't recognize a goddamn bounce if it jumped up and bit you on the end of your fucking dick. Holy shit! Slot. <laughs> 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 Ochi, when he can't trade in his pup drive for a new iPhone, he's been stuck with the iPhone 5 for many years. Indigo Sykes. Colin P. Blep. Evil Lucario. A raccoon going on a trip. Hey. Good for him. Buckled up. Shinji16 heard Bob say on stream he wanted a remake of Hexen, My Brother in Christ, a medieval, is right there. Not enough switch hunting. <laughs> <laughs> All that remained were the scraps of a lifeless husk. His soul had long since departed for that endless stream. <laughs> the Superman. You cannot grasp the true form of Karya's plan. Sarlene. Timothy Fister wishes a happy The Witches Legend Serial Murders to all who celebrate. Please read Umi Neko. No! Seems like damage. Bearded like Joan. training. <laughs> Pleochrome. Krunglespum. Square Enix presents Chris Wolfhard. <laughs> it's blue, not purple. <laughs> when I burn around, burn, burn, burn to the ground, burn to the ground, but burn to the ground. <laughs> what? Let's see, it's the when I turn around. Oh, Everybody God. To switch kids. That's... Oh. oh. Look, Podlords, you can't keep referencing everybody one to switch a game Dan and Bob are tr both trying to repress as a coping mechanism, like at this very second. They're trying to get rid of it before the end of the year. Me in the darkness of night. Squash. <laughs> Didn't think the pronunciation of his name would spark a culture war, but yet here we are. Arc Seaside. Noodle. 
I am using my Podlord powers for the foreseeable future to shill undead unluck and the anime premiere tomorrow. It's that good. I do quite enjoy Undead Unluck the manga. I think it has the juice in a way that ha series haven't in a while. Out of dog. I don't have a bit. Here's a picture of cheesesteak. Mm. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, I'll destroy that sandwich. It would be gone in a second. Saber, but with a squirt gun? No way. Hmm. Hmm. And void. Thank you very much to our pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. Thank you, pod lords. Thank you, pod lord. And if you'd like to become a pod lord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcasts. For as little as $5 a month, you get many benefits such as early access to chugging bleach and Pokemon Go to the movies. Our two monthly anime review podcasts where we review all of Bleach and every Pokemon movie. You're really going to want to get on that soon because soon we're going we're recording uh, the fucking Zoro arc one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, let me tell you, is sure a movie. <laughs> it sure is one whole movie. Yeah. That's. Mm -hmm. You also get other little bits and bobs when we find those bits and bobs on the floor and you fund a, pat you fund a patron funded show one every month. Uh, alternating between a private show for patrons only where we watch and review a good thing that you vote on or a public show wherein we review, watch and review something horrible and give you a comment, give patrons get an exclusive commentary track of that. So if you want to hear us, you know, commentary tracks for such hideous things as X-Men Origins Wolverine, Dr. Horrible Singalong Blog, The Golden Compass, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and more things you absolutely shouldn't watch. That's right there. You also get an entire movie. That entire movie being uh, Isolation 119, a delightful film. You can only get on our Patreon, our Patreon, wherein a man goes to Thailand to solve the injuring of his brother, but mostly just gets into fights with the locals who are, by and large, white. I don't know how that works. Patreon.com slash GB podcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to spread the word. Tell your friends, rate us on Thursdays, rate us on your podcast app of choice and like, and leave a comment on YouTube. If you're watching it that way, that's patreon.com slash GB podcast. Thank you. You know, I think the, the white guys in Thailand thing, it might be like stand users, how they're attracted to each other. That's why he just keeps running into a bunch of white dudes. Maybe, maybe that's what's up. Who knows? Uh, we got news? Uh, let's get to it. We already talked about my tiny, piddly amount of news in Agro's game I stumbled into but didn't notice new amazing free shit in segment. <laughs> but Dr. Agro, would you like to do, uh, your news? Uh, sure. Uh, fun news for people playing Assassin's Creed Mirage on PC. Ooh, um... that's never true. <laughs> <laughs> In title update 1.0.2, uh, there is now Denuvo. God, why? We had seen leaks of uh, some stuff in the game files that pointed to it being there before, but they never actually announced it. They still haven't announced it. It wasn't in the patch notes. It's unclear whether it was there before and just not activated. 
but either way, like they, you boot it up today. The Eula's like, hey, by the way, uh, Denuvo is now in here. We didn't turn it on until all of the reviews were out. Yep. They keep doing this. Yeah, this is this shit needs to start leading to some lawsuits. This is some bullshit. I agree. This absolutely should be some sort of there should be some legal action possible possible yeah, here. Like they clearly know knowledge that Denuvo is in a game will affect its sales. So rather than not put it in your game, they just lie about it being in their game. Uh-huh. Yup. You know, this and, and this shit, it still gets cracked. What's the fucking point? All these games strip it out within a year anyway. And the, and you have to give them your money. They Like, Denuvo has to refund some money when you do that anyway. So it just feels so stupid. It's like a fucking ritual. Also, I see, uh, you know, Digital Foundry's been doing a lot to specifically bring up that Denuvo doesn't harm performance as much as people might think it does on PC. But, hey, uh, PC gaming's complicated. Oh, as much? The, like, as much so still some <laughs> right i don't need you to complicate the fucking nightmare pyramid stack of cards that is pc gaming right now even one iota right it's complicated enough <sighs> yeah let's move on anyway in, in news that doesn't make me want to harm my fellow man uh final <laughs> fantasy 14 patch 6.5 turned on my dreams Agra, the what duty do you support dream of? system. The <laughs> duty support system is now supported by every dungeon from the first one all the way through Endwalker. You can now play Final Fantasy XIV and never have to involve yourself no. with what? No, there's still there's still eight person things you have to do sometimes that uh you, that they you cannot do with. No, but you can do the whole story. No, those right? are in the story. That Agro is counter to everything I've read on their official the site. They said you can do the whole story with the duty in, support system. And let you can do the whole all everything that supports the duty support system. Well, let me go back to the unless, thing because they said it was the entire story. Unless I misunderstand in misunderstanding like how it worked, how they were said it was gonna work and they have changed it since. It's only for dungeons. There's things that are one boss called a trial that you still have to do with other people. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing from chat, too. Right, yeah, all the summon fights? Yeah, those are part of the story, though. You have to do them. Oh. <laughs> the that's, dream is close. I'm a sorry. Dream yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know why they, why they just lied like that, especially since you're still mm -hmm. going to have to do one of the 24-person things to get out of the original story anyway. Because they call back to it later, and they're like, "Well, I guess we better make it mandatory." That's rough, hey, bro. I'm sorry. But hey, if you can tolerate not speaking to them and being carried over the course of three minutes, because everybody is so outgeared for these things, they just turn them into mulch. If you can tolerate that, like eight times, you can get through the story now. Hey, Bob. Hey. What's I up? hear you have some news. Oh yes, it's true. Apparently, uh, CG Project Red is working on a live-action Cyberpunk 2077 project with uh, anonymous, anonymous content who uh, funded True Detective and The Revenant, the film. So, 
that's being worked on. We don't know what it is. We don't know if it's a TV series or a movie or what. But mm. more info to come. It could even be a game conference like Cirque du Soleil style. <laughs> no, I don't think it could be that. I think that's live action content. Does that does that not count as a live action project? I don't think so. Oh. Um. So, Gearbox announced the gigantic throwback event. For, uh, gigantic throwback event of what, Bob? For people who don't know, is in everyone. Gigantic <laughs> is a sh- hero shooter slash MOBA that launched or that shut down in 2018. I think it was only up for a year or so. Um, but the whole idea is you have these heroes you choose, and there's a giant monster in the world that like you charge up by doing stuff in the MOBA like environment. Um, I vaguely remember playing this a couple times back then. But they're coming back. They're doing this weekend. So it starts right now and goes through Sunday. A special uh, comeback for it that's only for like selected invited people. Seemingly people who played the game back in the day. Like I got an email about this. And I guess a few others. But no one can talk about it. No one can post videos, pictures, (laughs) even say anything about it. It's a gi- the gigantic throwback event. You can't talk about it. Hey, you know what they call events that you can't talk about? Horrible nightmares. Don't go to them because right. there's cult shit meetings. happening. That you're right. That's a cult meeting. Yeah, like you're you're gonna go to the gigantic throwback event and everybody's gonna be in a white hood. Like, <laughs> like you've you've cast fucking suspicion on yourself immediately. Um. See, look, Randy just wants to speak from his heart. <laughs> I'm I really hope that the the live service game collapsing does not create this weird rash of service game necromancy where they're like, well, we can't afford to make a new one and it'll probably fail. Let's try reviving an old one. This is also weird because they they announced in this email I sent out, they are changing, they're updating this game. Like they added a new game mode. They added a new way that you can set up your loadouts, so it actually has menus and stuff to work better for that. They're revamping tutorials in the progression system as a whole, and there's new customization options. So this is clearly like a beta thing to test it out real quick before they actually relaunch this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or realize it's so unsalvageable that they don't even do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to take off even if they relaunch it. Like this is no. such, this is so pitiful a move that it's and this is remember this is embracer so it, it must be like find anything 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 <laughs> if it'll make us if it will make one cent more than it costs we need it yeah um worth noting gearbox is one of the only times covering video games that i've been uh weirdly through veiled bullshit implied that they were watching uh-huh. to be like don't talk about battleborn's beta so this is legit like when they say they don't want you talking about it that is private i'm sure they're gonna be sending they will stalk you yeah right they're gonna yeah. stalk you absolutely the god forbid you try and stream it on twitch they will kill you oh yeah they would shoot you dead so it's, good luck it's so dumb it's like you know this this might have worked in some bizarre world where you let people talk about it there might have been any form of hype here right but no you don't want that i guess no. Um, only other thing I got: Bravia Core is rebranding to Sony Pictures Core. 
this was previously a thing available on Broadview TVs. It's like a, a service where you can stream movies. But the important thing is they're bringing Sony Pictures Core to PS4 and PS5. And with PS Plus Premium and Deluxe, you get up to 100 movies in your library. Up to 100. They don't even like confirm it's 100. Just there are a maximum of 100 movies that could show up. Um, so for people who don't know, Sony's actually been running this service or the predecessor to the service for a very long time. When 4K TVs were completely new, they had their own backbone and streaming service to have actually good quality movies streamable mm-hmm. because it was such a problem back then. You know, they would have higher bit rates back then. I don't know if that's still the case. I'm going to guess probably not. Right. Um, because those bit rates were pretty high. So this isn't a new initiative. I saw a number of people who were like thinking this was a new initiative. No, it's literally they just brought it to the PlayStation and they rebranded it to because let's be real. Sony is a brand name. Bravia is not a real contender for a strong brand name. No, like that's the the branding of you paid too much. That's how it's always felt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That next Spiria. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think any of these... uh, I think PlayStation is the only product out of Sony where the product itself... Well, okay. Since the Walkman... Yeah, I was going to say Walkman and PlayStation. Walkman's the definitive one, but the PlayStation is the only one since the Walkman where it's a name of a Sony product line and it has positive vibes Mm -hmm. because the rest are Xperia and Bravia and... Vio? When... That was the CRT era. Oh, Trinitron. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I was like, isn't Vio the laptop? Yeah, Vio's the laptop. But th- that's the thing, though. People don't actually like that. James Bond likes that. <laughs> He's a big fan of the Sony Vio laptop. But yeah, Trinitron's actually a really good example, too, because that was the, for people who don't know, they had patents to make sure they produced the best quality CRTs. So they were leading the industry back then on video quality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> in fact uh i think there were actually companies bold enough to be like our tv has trinitron like quality like they even <laughs> had to try to market it as like no 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 ours is it's as good we promise but yeah game pass also gave away a free a free movie this week so it just feels like it's like oh man these subscription services are like pile on more shit we got to get more people in before we raise the price even further yeah the weird thing is sony raised the price first right they're like Fuck you, $180. Uh, how, much, how many cancellations do you think they've seen since that price raise? Like, like turn off automatic billing, switch. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they've got numbers, and that's, uh, that's reason 30 of 100 of why Jim Ryan's leaving. <laughs> I feel like there's one particularly massive reason that we're going to go over in a little bit. Oh, really? Oh, let's see. Oh, Bob, your news is done. Yeah, that was it. Well, then. I look forward to checking out those movies to see if they're still good quality streams. I really doubt it. I bet they uh, did that a long time ago when it mattered. Anyway. Well, let's let's just talk about the, the primary reason Jim Ryan was probably fired. Oh, yeah? What's uh, that? Uh, the Last of Us multiplayer is canceled. No, I'm Ooh. sorry. It is on ice, but they fired every single person who was working on it, so... They fired, what, what do we have confirmed? 25 quality assurance people and also and the, the principal monetization designer, Anders Howard. Mm. So yeah, that shit is dead. Yeah, it's not looking good. You motherfuckers bought Bungie to come and tell you to kill all of your children. 
Imagine spending $4 billion to tell them, oh, yeah, you wasted $4 billion. Not on us, on all this other shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, the same, and also they, on us. They could have just <laughs> not focused that much on it and had a really simple multiplayer mode like they did for the first game and everyone would have been happy. You mean that thing I've been screaming for three years because I enjoyed the factions multiplayer mode in the first game and just wanted that on the PS4 and 5? Yeah. They could They could have made it slightly more complicated and sold it for $30. Oh yeah, no, mm -hmm. that's val valid too. Yeah. The, Sony is like one of the, there's, Sony is the one company, them and Nintendo who are like, here's our <sighs> multiplayer focused thing that is cost money and be successful. Yeah. I feel like was, almost nobody else can manage that outside fighting games. If they actually put their fucking back into it, but it's obvious every time they even, feigned like they were going to do that they immediately pulled support like destruction all-stars was supposed to cost money and then right before they're like uh actually no this is shit well, actually they did charge for it didn't they it was it was free on playstation plus the first month it was out right and then they so, let you buy it so if you had a ps5 then and playstation but plus, then i think you had to buy all the characters stories or something it was weird yeah it was it was a monetization scheme that what made fucking, no sense what a fucking Crash Team Rebel's gonna do great. Um, yeah, that is insane. That is insane that they bought Bungie to tell them their live service games are all fucked, and then they canceled them. So now they spent two to three years spinning their wheels on nothing. Is that fucking... <clears throat> you know, we brought it up last week, obviously, but did we even... Like, we, we haven't seen anything from a Ham Sandwich Space Shuttle game. No. Which I will never... No. Literally, Concord, Concord. Remember, we grapes. haven't seen we ha grapes. we haven't actually <clears throat> seen Concord. We haven't actually seen Fair Games. The trailer implied a game, like you can make clear predictions on what kind of game it's supposed to be from that trailer, but it did not have gameplay footage. Mm -hmm. Um. Then that Concrete Genie thing, which was almost certainly one of these, and got canceled in the studio shutdown. In a best case scenario, it was not one of these, and they're still trying to make the people make Concrete Genie become a big studio. Hey, Dan, you don't know that for sure. Yes, I do. They just finished doing that to Housemark. Did you hear? No. Housemark literally became a giant studio. They're moving to a new headquarters. They're hyping them up as like the technological front line of European game development is what they're aiming for Housemark to become. Man, Jim Ryan really had one fucking idea. Make everything fit in the square hole. <laughs> God. I've, it, it, in my experience, the absolute worst corporate leaders are the ones who are really strongly attached to a brand identity they invented. Mm -hmm. Like in their head. Um, I think that kind of applies to Reggie, and I think it really applies to Phil Spencer. And I guess it applies to Jim Ryan, too. <sighs> It 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 sucks. It sucks so bad that they did this. Um, so now I have to worry about like what's going to happen to Housemark past shipping even one game, right? God, I hope they can actually ship the next game. Hope they're not working on something uh, live service like. I feel like there's no. There's it's very possible. I'm sorry to have to like hit that button but it's absolutely possible that they could could have gotten roped into that right after returnal shipped 
It's so weird to think that, though, because they also moved to this much larger studio only really recently, like this month. Well, yeah, now now it's going to start full production, or was. <laughs> they move in there, and then they fire everyone, and it's like, oh, that's that's great. You're literally living up to the worst interpretation of how much you suck, Sony. Yeah. Man, and this is, like, The Last of Us stuff is like, you wasted Naughty Dog's time. Mm-hmm. Come on, that studio was already in, in shambles after shipping uh, Last it, of Us 2. It's too. burning down. Like, I don't think, I think people have forgotten how dire the development of Last of Us 2 goes. Nobody in the gaming industry wants to work for Naughty Dog anymore. They mm-hmm. had to start hiring VFX artists and train them to make video game assets for fucking The Last of Us 2 because nobody wanted to work for them. The culture was so bad. The crunch culture and the fucking everything. Yeah, that um we don't generally cover rumors that i have no idea if they're legit but i figured since the timing of this rumor is so close to this event and people are probably curious what's going on over there did you see the 4chan leak of what's going on no so one of them is is that a mass effect 2 like third person shooter rpg is what they're working on Mm -hmm. um and there's also another game in development probably the last of us three (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah this this multiplayer thing being canceled's clearly just good for the studio because they needed it to be the forever game and nobody fucking wanted that right like that's not something naughty dog should or can or should do like right that studio's they, not suited to that that audience didn't want that necessarily no they wanted a, a fun thing they could play with their friends a few times not something that needs to be updated every week god what a what a god damn it sony anyway so yeah anyways i wonder if we're gonna see concord at this rate i wonder if we'll ever see anything of that yeah i so if there's one part of that leak that makes me think uh it's probably real Mm -hmm. last of us 2 ps5 version coming next year no new content looks slightly shinier 70 dollars Yep. I wonder if even Naughty Dog is going to survive the post-Jim Ryan reckoning. Because they must be years off from another major game. Yeah, Sony's first party is actually looking more at risk than I feel like it's ever right it's, it's like they're, they're at risk of falling into microsoft territory you know microsoft six years ago and we'll pro- and you know and we'll hopefully recover faster than microsoft which is never i mean they have a lot of money they have a lot of studios they've worked with in the past so i can see them leveraging that to get games out there's still games they're working on with studios that they haven't even fucking announced like that sci-fi horror blob thing yeah, there's still leaked footage of some other sci-fi thing that I have no idea what it even is. It's like, we just saw some dude looking at a giant sci-fi pillar. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah? Because the, the leak name had something to do with blob or goo or something. Mm. Um, maybe I'm mistaken, but I think that's People Can Fly. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's who they're working with on that game. Um, and then you have to wonder, like, what has Sony been doing? What's how far along is the ghost of Tushima? Right, like we haven't oh seen anything God. from Sucker Five for so long. That um, like that one Sony 
visual arts group is supposed to be making an Uncharted. That's so funny. We used to do cutscenes and support for all these games, and now we've just made a game that's cutscenes. We'll have to see what happens, but uh, it's safe to say it won't be service games, considering the next thing I'm going to talk about. Oh, yeah, what's the next? Overwatch League is canceled oh. forever. It's dead. Mm. They said after this current season's done, it's going away, and we promise something will come back. We promise something. <laughs> yeah, something will return. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Overwatch 2 is going great. You ever, you ever think about how that game sold 50 million copies? Good lord. And they managed, they managed to pivot that into fucking nothing. Yeah, they did a really good job of spending six years ruining it. Yep. Yep. I mean, here's the thing. People might want to be like, Overwatch 1 was great. And I'm like, yeah, Overwatch 1 was really great. But, but by year two, by the end of the second year, that's when, if you understand games, that's when you see what they're doing. You go, oh, this is never going to change. You're literally never going to be able to fix this. Yeah. You're literally never yeah. making that story mode you're talking about. And then they announced Overwatch 2. And then we're like, that shit ain't happening. And then it did it. Yeah, it's it's so hard. Like, I don't like nobody can have confidence in them ever again since they just went like, yeah, that that big project we gassed up for three years is never happening. That thing we launched we and said was going to be in there after launch. We already knew it wasn't. Yeah. Unfucking more. Man. More bad news. More. Uh, Bioware is being sued by several of the people they fired recently. Uh, where they are, courts generally are of the opinion that severance should be one month of salary for each year of service plus benefits. Bioware's counteroffer to this was seemingly fucking nothing. <laughs> or something so low as to be nothing. To which uh, a lot of, their, of those people went, I worked here for fucking 37 years. I'm suing you. Yeah. Good. Like, they fired people who had been there since Baldur's Gate 1. <clears throat> wow. Like, literally 26, 27 years. It's like, you guys... You've... You're... They're gonna be shut down soon. I... If somehow Dreadwolf gets out, it will be the last Bioware game. Western no Industries doing great. Yep. <laughs> like, there's, there's just, like, Bio, guys, do you understand that not every gaming fan is, like, the tuned-out Madden Call of Duty fanboy, except they the, those fanboys don't even like Madden anymore because it became a weird casino. The, the Call of Duty Grand Theft Auto Online fanboys, like, Bioware fans are very invested in these writers and creators and will fucking revolt. You're going to ship that game and sh fucking sell zero copies. Your ass is going to pull Immortals Vavium numbers. Oh, that's impossible. Yeah, it has like a lot of people be fooled by the name and then be upset. <laughs> so and it can't Baldur's do as bad as that. Freeze out, so everybody has somewhere to go. Yeah. Good lord. Here, here Here's uh, news that maybe things aren't... Another bit of news that implies maybe things aren't going so fucking hot over at Blizzard. 
Uh, Diablo 4 is just coming to Steam October 17th. Those be able to buy Diablo 4 on Steam. One. How about that? Good. Two. Didn't realize it wasn't already there because of how many things started making this trip on the Activision side. It's true. Three. Does does that mean they hit like all the sales they're gonna get on on Battle.net and they're like, oh god. <laughs> Is that e- either Probably. that or they're like, we need more. We need the people who will never come to Battle.net to buy this game. And they're right. <laughs> they didn't need it for Diablo 3. That's true. One might say Diablo 4 isn't Diablo 3. I think it's better than Diablo 3. I don't know that most people feel that way or the energy is there. You know, we always talk about that thing of you get the you get the hype and the credit and the reputation of your predecessor. Mm-hmm. Well, Diablo 3's predecessor was Diablo 2. The watershed moment in gaming. Right. Diablo 4's predecessor was Diablo 3, which... And that Diablo 2 remaster that seemed to fall through the Earth's cracks. I don't think I ever really heard anybody bring it up. Like, it seems like it just came and went. I have two friends who bought it, and uh, it it had problems at launch, and I assumed they had fixed them, and then I talked to them, and uh, no. Um, Well after launch, it still had those problems. so fucking hard? I don't know. Well, in the case of that, because they wanted to make it always online. Right. And then Diablo 4, they want to make the gameplay always online instanced stuff. So that makes it complicated. (coughs) Reminder, Diablo 4 was the game this year that made me go, I'm so sad that modern content and video games all have to fit in this specific cube shape. Because mm-hmm. the engine can't deal with anything else. That's the game where it's like, oh no, this horrible thing has happened. You need to step into the monster cellar in the middle of town because we can't have a fight in town and we can't have a fight in these other areas and uh, everything on this quest line is happening in cellars. And I'm like, this is, I'm getting depressed playing this game. Ugh. Anyway. anyway. Well, here, here's some good news. Uh, Compile Heart have announced seven new projects. A lot. Normally, I wouldn't give a shit. Normally, I wouldn't give a shit, but several of these are projects that I actually kind of care about. Hell yeah. Uh, these projects are a unnamed real-time strategy RPG that is a Toho game. Uh, they said they will incorporate Donmaku elements into the genre, such as high-powered bombs. I'm very excited for Vox to get into RTSs. <laughs> uh a game called Todokeru Takate Calamity Angels. It is a delivery-themed RPG with slapstick comedy. It will focus on character archetypes such as Moe and Airheads. That's a compile heart game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Good lord. And, and here's what I didn't fucking believe. Uh, Mado Monogatari 4. This is the dungeon crawler series that eventually spawned Puyo Puyo. Arl is from this. Holy shit. Yeah. Hell has frozen over. Unreal. Uh, This is a a Sega collaboration, so it will have those characters. Yeah, because for people who don't know, the reason we haven't gotten any in forever is because Sega owned the characters as a part of purchasing Puyo Puyo from Compile. Oh. So that's why they stopped those. Those games are really cool. You should try them out. You get the yeah, fight I Satan. I, yeah, there, I think there's one with a really good uh, fan patch on Super Nintendo that I recommend. Yeah. I don't know which one that is, though. Yeah, no, they're, they're uh, really, really they dope. Al- they, they also announced 
a Death End Request spinoff. I don't know what that franchise is. Me neither. A, a Death End Request uh, numbered title. I don't know what that franchise they, is. They still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and a mainline Neptunia title that they are implying will be the first one they're trying on. <laughs> they're like they're like yeah uh we've been really taking our time with this one we spent a, a couple of years doing pre-production to make sure it'll be really good it's gonna be the future of the series and i'm like will you finally stop using the same environments that you made 15 years ago that, that really helped <laughs> at least you know if these games weren't so grinding heavy i would have beaten more than none of them <laughs> I have I have purchased many more than none of them. <laughs> I have never beaten them, however, because there's a point like 15 hours in where they go grind. I'm like, but I just want to see the stupid characters in dialogue. Why do you want me to grind? Grind. And it's like, well, this is for freaks who need their games to be 120 hours long. I'm like, oh, can, can they just die instead? Can we find all those people and resolve them? <laughs> And and the last the last piece of uh news. Uh so Cybershell, ancient Sonic Let's Player, back from the something awful days. Uh he did a video six or seven years ago, which I think was called something like I play Su uh, I play Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and every time I jump, I yell "fuck you, Sega." Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, and then a couple years later, he he's like, "I want Sega to talk to me." So here is my apology to Sega, where I play Sonic Three and Knuckles and yell, "I'm sorry, Sega," every time I jump. Yeah, because he he said he would take it back. He would apologize if they put out a definitive version of Sonic Three, because for the longest time it was on phones. Oh my god! And then they did that, and he's like, "Fine, I'll do it." I'm going to do as few jumps uh, as possible in this playthrough. <laughs> uh, and that apparently worked because he has now made officially sanctioned Sonic content, a five minute video explaining everything about Fang the Hunter, a.k.a. Snack the Weasel, a.k.a. Fang the Sniper. Incredible. This is real. Yeah, it's, it's real. He's like, mm. they, they, they got him to, to make a primer on Fang the Hunter because he's in Sonic Superstars. That's this, great. This is the funniest shit in the world. Put him in the game. <laughs> Put him in the game. Just, just like a sound bite somewhere. <laughs> so it's, it's it's been a long time since he was really tired and exhausted playing Sonic 3 as Knuckles and going on an unhinged rant about low-fat Ritz crackers <laughs> because he was just because he was just talking into the void and and he starts he starts heaving, laughing, and crying because he's like. That that penguin's fake twice. It's not a real penguin. It's not. A, I, I don't even remember the fucking thread of logic. Just, <laughs> I just remember him losing his mind over the phrase "double fake penguin" eighteen years ago. Yeah, you guys need to understand. Not. It, it's not just he was a let's player on something. He was one of the first let's players. Period. And his let's plays are like really edited in a way that's bizarre and you would not do now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every, every single time an, a new enemy popped up, he would switch to the enemy info card which had the cuntometer on how much of a pain in the ass they were to deal with. Yep. Important stats. If you have never watched those, I highly recommend you go watch those crusty, ancient-ass Let's Plays of Sonic 1 through 3 and Knuckles. You might notice Gigaboots is actually a top-billed patron of uh, Cybershell. The every once-in-a-blue mood he puts out a video. 
Yeah, the his... funny thing is I outlast so many people that I'm now like number two. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, even his modern stuff is pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, that, it's that great. man does I, good I... videos. I, I love his video about all the NPCs in Sonic Adventure 1, and I love his completely unrelated video about Operation Soda Steel, which he had to <laughs> grieve over. It's like, should I switch to making soda-related <laughs> videos? Because the, the algorithm picked it up and gave him like eight, 800 times the views of anything else he ever did. Yep. Yeah, he also does that podcast, NetLore, and uh, he also did that video about that Final Fantasy VII playthrough that was completely unhinged of grinding to level 99 in the very first area. Yeah, no, Cybershell does good stuff. Now, if he did it, you know, outside of very specific moon phases and planetary alignments, uh -huh. that'd, be, that'd be really cool. But who am I to pressure rush him? <laughs> oh, uh, we actually have one last bit of news. Oh, yeah? Uh, the very last late coming in thing. Um, for people who haven't seen, they have the uh, Silent Hill Ascension launching this october that's this october 31st as in the last day they could possibly launch it because oh god they need more time but it needs to be october because spooky for anyone who doesn't remember what silent hill ascension is that is the live game where they stream it out to the audience in real time and you you make decisions that affect the next episode uh, that's going to be launching with a custom app on iOS and Android, or you can just go there in your normal desktop web browser, and it will do a live world premiere at 6 p.m. Pacific time on October 31st. I'm so excited for this fucking dumpster fire. Are we... I thought we gave up trying to do this shit like two gens ago. But, but Abram said he could do it, so we have to try again. Oh my god, is why JJ do people Abrams keep involved? Him? I believe that robot was involved at some point, yeah. Yeah. JJ Abrams decapitated Star Wars. He should never be allowed near anything again. And yet. He shouldn't even be responsible for a child. If they have, he has one, any, they should take them away. <laughs> Look, his child gets to write a Spider-Man comic. I don't... That's literally... You go... JJ's child, and that's, all, that's the only thing I know. Oh, yeah. Huh. Influence. Now that's a far cry yeah. from uh, Gene Simmons, I think it was, kid making a comic that was just ripping off Bleach and retracing panels from it. Yes. Yeah. That Intel yeah. thing. Yeah. Like yeah, you you literally a, a gif flipping between the comic and Kenpachi yelling. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So look forward to that. Silent Hill heads. Silent heads. The Hillian Million. <laughs> this this was dire enough without it literally launching on the last day of October to be like, there, it's out. It's fucking spooky month. Fuck you. Like, it's so clearly not ready. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's going to be way too funny. There's no way I'm not going to be there just to see it because it's going to disappear into the ether forever afterward. Oh, yeah. There's no way this is surviving. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, But that's it. More news. Um... Hey, uh, you, you know, Bob and I got that break. And that was cool and all. 
you know, we got to like heal up, gather our energies, and prepare to re-enter the Donathon. And that's good, because tomorrow we're going to need that energy. Because tomorrow, Bob and I are playing. Great. Yeah, it sure I'm looks excited. as bad as I remember. <laughs> well, it's glad you're finally playing it, since uh, the remaster is apparently cancelled because Jonathan blows now a conspiracy-peddling dick. <laughs> oh my god, who could have imagined that happening as such a good guy? Anyone who watched Indie Game the movie. <laughs> yeah. Literally anyone who watched Indie Game the movie. It's almost like if you read a single interview with the guy, you'll understand. <laughs> I think he's missing something. Could we put a fedora on this man? I feel like he, that would really complete it. He needs that, or maybe. Yeah. Uh -huh. Hear me out. Yeah? What if his shirt was two different co color tones? Uh-huh. He had a tiny scar on his chair. Go on! No! And his hair was no. silver. No, man! That would be... Oh, that would be so awful if someone drew that. <laughs> that would be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the worst, the worst part for Aggro is that he doesn't have any real context for Jinkaria. <laughs> Like, he's just a be a creature of legend to aggro. Which, is like, it, it, it's, it's, it's worse because I don't have this show to pin him down into and tell myself he's not real, he's just a villain from this filler arc. He could be out there in the woods right now. This is like, me, me, Dan, and Bob, like, saw this unbelievably crazy-looking guy at a gas station and will never shut up about him ever, but aggro yeah. wasn't there. <laughs> Yeah, no, that is exactly right. He's just like, will you shut the fuck up? I get it. He licked the cashier. <laughs> I worry that I, I will clap if we rewatch the Bound Dark. It's like, oh, he's here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really worried that I'll actually really enjoy it the second time because I know it's going nowhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also the fear I have. Uh, this is and the I, part where Jinkaria wakes up drunk again in his car. <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing? Oh, right. Oh, fuck the mansion. We gotta go there to blow it up. <laughs> what a fucking... What a fucking season, right? Yeah. Holy shit. No other season gives us the Bount Mansion or the Bount Cave. <laughs> or the Bount Plans. Collect them all. All I would have to do to assuage my fear that you guys just made up everything you've ever told me about <laughs> the Bound Dark is to go back and listen to old episodes of Chugging Bleach, but I won't do it. <laughs> you know, uh, what was it? Chris was talking about some AI wouldn't generate art of Jinkaria, so we failed the internet. We haven't made Jinkaria <laughs> a present enough threat, so that way AIs know who Jinkaria is. Yeah, when you Google Jinkaria, you get like, the same two pictures all the time. And they're terrible. They are. Oh, I'm worried that with all the fan art that keeps getting produced as a direct result of our sin, that it's not <laughs> going to learn who Jinkaria is. It's going to start associating certain physical characteristics with the word plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, look forward to Braid. Uh, that game is absolutely fucking hideous. And uh, 
in case this is not obvious, neither of us have beaten that game. No. I spent 20 minutes with that game before. But since, you know, we're coming, we're recovering and coming back into the Donathon that will never end, we thought a nice little baby five-hour stream would be a nice mm-hmm. starting point. So, Chad, I don't want to read this sentence. This game is very piss-adjacent. Chris, what do you have going on in the next week? On Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, I will stream Stray Gods, a role-playing musical or a musical role-playing game. I forget the exact subtitle. Uh, we hit that goal. That is David Guider from BioWare's new project. Well, I, I don't think it's very long, so we'll probably get through the whole thing in one stream because it's a fucking musical. Like, they can't have made that much if everybody's singing. That's exciting. That game looked super cringe every time they showed up at any event. Oh, yeah. I, I, I might be bleeding by the end. I might be like, oh, God, it's so lame. Everything about it is so lame. Or I might think it's really great. That That's entirely possible. I swear. I was, I, I was way more positive on Goodbye Volcano High outside the, uh, the six hours of filler they put in that game for no reason. Well, actually, they had a reason. They didn't want the game to be three hours long. <laughs> yeah, Stray Gods could be good, or it could make you want to take a power drill to your head. We won't know until you stream it. And hopefully keep all power tools very far away from yourself. Aggro. Yes, sir. What do you got going on in the next week? I'm thinking about starting a letter writing campaign to try and get myself elected Speaker of the House. Okay. That sounds good. You have my full support. I just, I feel like I have the ambition, but no plan. Like, I don't know what I would do if I became Speaker of the House. Probably That's wear fine. a two-tone Kevin shirt. McCarthy didn't either. <laughs> yeah. Only he had a two-tone shirt. I feel like I feel like it would be day one Speaker of the House ejected for assaulting Matt Gates. Yeah, I was gonna say all all I can say in public and in a recorded format is that I have no plan whatsoever to commit any act of violence against <laughs> Matt Gates at all. Anything that might possibly happen in the future would definitely be a crime of passion. That's that's. That's great that you said that here. That is fully believable, and I'm, you know, I, I hear this and I believe it. Yeah, absolutely no plans. You're going to need a Secret <laughs> Service visit, Aggro. I hope so, you're ready. So you remember that? They're just going to show up and tell you you're not allowed to leave the house when he's anywhere within 100 miles. What is it, Hero? Where the person takes one step towards the Emperor? Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like there's no situation in which Matt Gates gets that treatment. I mean... No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Also, we'd have to do all sorts of great deeds for Matt Gates, and oh man, that's messed up. Don't want to do that. If they're great deeds, in Matt Gates' opinion, uh huh. Well, I'm not going to say that on this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to be it for Big Think Dimension. For anyone who's like, what's with all this Matt Gates stuff? He literally fucking went to school here. We get to say whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> That's going to do it. Goodbye. Bob.
Yeah. Are you bummed that when we move, we no longer get to say where we live and people just don't believe us, so we have total anonymity despite complete honesty? Yeah, that, that'll sink. We hey. can just pretend we're still in my cell. Where'd you guys move, Ocean Town? Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. Big Think Dimension is only possible because of you. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. And your support over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast, where you can, in fact, get all sorts of commentary tracks. But you already know this because you're on top of it. Oh, you're such a good listener. Thank you so much. Oh, he's a good boy. He's a good boy.